Slag, give me the fucking money. That's it. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> Actually, you better fucking not know who I fucking am. I've got these tights on my head. <laughs> tights. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, know. I can see your face, bro. It's just a just bit a more bit... smushed. Did you see that one guy in the US that put black? Yeah, he just went blackface and did a bank robbery. You're like. <laughs> Probably not the best idea. Oh man! Speaking of blackface, uh, I, I, I did see a tweet that made me laugh from this comedian that said, uh, "I think she, he said you were gonna do the next show." She said, no, "She said a hundred dollars to the first black kid who dresses up as Justin Trudeau in blackface as." Halloween, uh, basically. So you just wear what he was wearing if you're black and be like, "Hey, I'm Justin Trudeau." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, don't do blackface, guys. Well, the thing is, it wasn't just even once, was it? It was mm. several times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I think and it was a different time. Look at mm. the, the comedy show we ever in Little Britain. They did, they did blackface, yeah. and it was the. the Mid to late nineties, and no one gave a shit. Remember that character on Little Britain that used to go, "I'm a lady." Yeah. Oh my god! Imagine <laughs> that now. <laughs> oh, the crap transvestites. That's what that was. That they were called as crap transvestites. <laughs> but she was a lady. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Bless. Uh, I suppose you get a pass because Matt Lucas is gay. Yeah, I guess. So maybe they get a pass. I don't know. But either way, well, how's how's this for a um, sort of divine? Intervention in a way, but it. They, I still got outvoted. But with names for the new kitty, right? All oh, right. I want to call it Face Man. Okay, you move from Hogan to Face Man. I voted on Fogan, Fogan, Hogan. So I'm like, I want to call him Face Man. And uh, Leo just like, no, it's a stupid name. It's horrible. And I'm like, it's the coolest fucking name, code name, Face Man. The face man. Yeah, the code name. Yeah, face man. Not for a works. cat. Yeah, all right. For a cat, it doesn't okay, work. Okay, okay, I can see. So, so I, sh- I, I stopped. You know, because I wanted Hannibal. That got shut down. What's wrong with Hannibal? I think it's a fucking amazing name for a cat. B eight. B eight. Not having that. Mister T. Not having that. Uh, anyway, but I was, I was stuck on face man. I was. I, I think that's a cool idea. Anyway, <laughs> but so then the eldest daughter starts going on, uh, like naming lads' names at school. Uh, and I was just like, you can't just call it after one of your friends. That's not how it works. Like, the face man's like a dude on TV. Like a, uh, you know, he's more real than your friends. Anyway, <laughs> so he'll always be there. He'll never let you he'll, down. He'll never let you down, never. <laughs> so she's reading enough names of lads from school, and one of them is uh, Benedict. And Leona's like, no, that's horrible. And I was like, oh, yes, Benedict. Don't you see? And she's like, no. And I was like, the face man was played by an actor uh, named Dirk. Dirk. Benedict I was like, it has to be Face Man. <laughs> but no, we've settled on Mr. Whiskers. Oh, that's original. <laughs> they, they fucking, every Mr. fucking Whiskers. name. Right, here's the other thing. He's got a little black line 
like on his nose that looks like a moustache. You can't call him Adolf. Right, Adolf was shot down immediately. Of course. Right? I think it's fine to call him Adolf because he's got the little tash, it's funny. So then I'm like, there's only other famous mustachioed people. There's only. You call him Charlie? Charlie Chaplin. Stalin? No. Freddie. Freddie. Freddie? He's got, and like, and they're, they're all arguing over it. We're still nowhere closer to finding a name. I'm like, you're all retarded, basically. Yeah, I dropped an R bomb, sorry. But not on my family listening, I'm dropping it to you. I was like, you, you, he's got a fucking mustache. It's a cat with a mustache. You're absolutely fucking missing a trick if his name isn't somehow related to him being mustache. Mr. Mustache? Mr. Mustache, there you go, but. Nirvana song? Oh, no, Freddy's gonna be. The... <laughs> I don't want him jumping in front of a car, do I, on purpose? <laughs> Oh, and then we have to cook a mail. Oh, oh. Life's so hard being rich and famous and wanted by everyone. Oh. Yeah. No, so I've been outvoted on everything. Freddy um, works. For me, it's Freddy or Adolf. Freddy. Stick with Freddy. Ad Adolf would be funny, though, you have to admit. I know I'd probably end up going to prison for it. It would, Jazz. But also remember, you're going to have that cat for 20 years. Adolf! You're going to have to stand at the back door and shout Adolf. Addy! Adolf! This is why I was shouting down when I wanted to call Max Rommel. <laughs> <laughs> mine Führer! Mine Furrier! Furrier? Mine Führer? But I did end up saying to the, everybody in the car, like, no, I didn't lose my temper. Basically, like, basically, guys, I can call him whatever the fuck I want to fucking call him. He doesn't fucking know, does he? <laughs> so you don't all... call a dog Rommel, you call it a fox. Ah, desert fox. Yeah. Mm. I see what yeah. you do. So yeah, I think at the moment we're on, we're stuck. I said Freddy, that got changed to Freddo. The, That's the fine, yeah, that. okay. So at the moment, and then one wanted to call it Prince, so I was like, Prince Freddo. But they can't agree on that. It's not a fucking democracy. I'm, like, I'm just going to outvote you all in a fucking minute, and we're going for Face Man. Face Man doesn't work. No. It does. It doesn't. Face Man. It's the worst thing I've heard. As a human, <laughs> if you get called Face Man as your code name, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Right? But for a cat, cat's sneaky, good looking, right? That's two of Face Man's biggest yeah, qualities. Yeah, not a man. Not a man. So that's fifty percent. The name is a bit void. Yeah. He's named after a fucking dead rock singer. What? He wasn't the... dead when they had him. <laughs> oh, he's another one with. Fucking... I never named him. Kurt Cobain disease. I would say he's named after Chester Copperpot. Okay, fair oh, enough. Just evil just child a, killing. Like, it wasn't was a child killer. The penguin. Yeah, no, Oswald Cobblepot. It was Os Mike Oswald Cobblepot. Was oh yeah, that was no, no. Is it? Oh, yeah. Who am I thinking of then? I don't know. The guy in Goonies. Oh, they know. find his body, don't they? It's uh, somebody else. Well, Come on. I thought Face Man was awesome. I really did, but I guess no. Well, I'm gonna call it. Does, it doesn't man. work for a cat. It does. Face man. Facey. Mm. Where's your Corvette, Facey? You always oh, have a Corvette. Hannibal would be better. Hannibal would be better. Hannibal is a pretty awesome name. Or BA. BA. What's the BA for badass? Bad attitude. Bad attitude. Yeah. Bosco, Bosco BA Baracus. The only one whose first name we never knew was Murdoch. Never. He was just held him mad? Yeah, you never find out his name. Face man's real name? Go on. Templeton Peck. Which isn't his real name, he changed it to that. Makes sense. Uh, if your code name's Face Man, then I'd be changing my name to Templeton Peck as well. Templeton. Yeah, but it's like. Templeton! 
And then I was just like, it's, it just screams international class spy. Standards. Yeah, well that's, that's the end, that's what Face Man does, class he acts like above his class, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he infiltrates, so he's like, oh what's your name, what's Tim Button Peck, oh well, he's quite well to do. <laughs> Makes sense. I do think Peck Adolf would be funny, he's, he's got a little black tash. Adolf, I'm oh, gonna. I reckon oh. I'm gonna troll everyone. Look out no. for some serious trolling <laughs> when we get the cat on the twenty first. You're gonna see a nice little picture of me and the kitty, and I'd like to introduce you all to Adolf. Well, as long as you're not wearing fucking SS uniform, we'll be fine. <laughs> Keep your like SS to... uniform in the closet. I'd like to introduce well, you, you all like to that, Adolf. With your arm in the air, with the scuff of the neck, you just <laughs> all hail Adolf. <laughs> So, uh, should we tell the listener how the show works? Yeah, first we'll uh, well, we'll do some uh, thank our new returning listeners. First, aren't we? Whose phone was that? Oh, that was mine. Oh, dear. Five minutes in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, then let's thank some new returning listeners. Top cities, San Jose, California, Liverpool, Norwich in the United Kingdom, Mekatari in the Philippines, Irvine, Texas. It's got the list of it. Port of Spain in Trinidad and Tobago, that's a new one, I haven't seen that before. Thank you, Birmingham, UK. Telford as well, our hometown. Wolverhampton. Martinsburg, West Virginia. Little Rock, you're back. Shady Nasty, New York. Flint, Michigan. Louisville, Kentucky, top of the list. Porter, Gaville in Missouri. Eugene, Oregon, second. Benton, Arkansas. Ashburn, Virginia, and Zagreb at number five, Croatia, and number six, Skobji, the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, with big in Eastern Europe. Yeah. And America, apparently. Big in Eastern Europe. It's probably Maiden. Yeah, it's probably people trying to convince themselves not to come here. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin says it's so great over there, it cannot be that good. Listen to these fucking idiots. <laughs> Barely educated. <laughs> and the drugs. <laughs> the Today Show on BBC Radio 4 would be a lot different if they took more of an hour approach. You know if we I mean? did the Today Show on Channel 4. I, I'd still like to listen to the posh, educated ones. Just fucking sloshed. Let's hear what they really think. Where can we have the, the fucking towel heads? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is literally what would... The, the veneer of liberalism yeah. would just fucking slip away. The fucking rich old bastard. John... What's his name? John Humphreys. Mm. He's on Channel 4, though, isn't he? Yeah. Come on. Secretly, he, come on. He looks at the fucking poor people like, ugh. Well, he does, because he's earning hundreds of thousands of pounds Exactly. Got to be conservative. But these days, he's looking to hide it. Our yeah. Prime Minister says it. That's true. Mm. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, well, all right, well, let's get into some weird news. This is how we start the show. We do about sort of 20 minutes, half an hour of weird news, and then we uh, we crack on with the main thrust of today's topic. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. So, what's up? Dog poop bomber only gets probation for building and using a dog do IED against friend. Well, that's quite <laughs> impressive. Wow. The dog poop bomber. MacGyver. Yeah. Got skills. A Portland, Oregon man only got three months probation for building a bomb and detonating it against a friend who believed wronged him. If that sounds harsh, there are some uh, caveats. For starters, the homemade bomb shrapnel wasn't old nails and broken glass, but rather dog poo. 
a lot of dog poo, enough dog poo to fill a toolbox. <laughs> I suppose that depends on your size of toolbox. Very true. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, the bomb itself wasn't powered by a normal explosive, rather the bomb was more like a super-powered jack-in-the-box, but again, but filled with dog shit. Robin Alexander Stout, 49, told the... Uh, Multoma. Multoma County Circuit Court judge overseeing his case that he built the bomb by stuffing a toolbox with dog poop and an old underemployed airbag from a underployed airbag from a junkyard. Stoke put the poop-filled toolbox in the back of his friend's Camaro and rigged it to go off when opened. <laughs> Stoke's friend did indeed open the toolbox and told police it went off with the force of an M80, which is um, a grenade? Yeah, or but... Or a firecracker, one of the two. But, come on. Well, He's having a shit day. I know when you when your airbag goes... A shit goes, day? <laughs> <laughs> pun intended. When, you, when the airbag goes off, apparently it is... Um, Oh, yeah. It does cause some uh, can, yeah. some serious injuries, but they're less serious than slamming into the steering wheel at true. 30 mile an hour. But have you heard of something called degloving? Yes. Is that something to do with the penis? No. You can deglove your penis. Yeah. It, essentially, all the skin being pulled off like a glove, wow. like pulled back. So all the flesh and the bone yeah. and all that's still You're there. You're not meant to hold but, the steering wheel 10 to 2. Yeah, when it goes off. Ah. They don't tell you that now because the airbags will degrade yeah. you. Oh, and well, right. to hold it at, the, at the very least, you're going to get a black eye and a potentially broken nose. Yeah. I've seen somebody have two massive black eyes. I broke my what? finger on an airbag once. Oh, I've never been in a vehicle where one's gone off, no. luckily. I was on the passenger side and mm. I had my hand on the dash. Yeah. And it went off and it broke my little finger. Ah. Yes, so, but what my point was, they do. Yeah, they pack a whack, but is it an M80? Is he exaggerating slightly? Although I might feel like it was an M80 if I wasn't expecting it mm. and it was in the back of my car. It is an explosive charge, though. Mm, oh, yeah. So, I... Actually, you know the Mercedes they do with the gullwing doors? Mm. You know they've got explosive bolts fitted? Oh, to, like, eject... So if you, um, like, tip the car... Can't yeah. get out, can you? Yeah. So you, you, there must be a button somewhere where it does it automatically where it pops the fucking doors oh, awesome. <laughs> God, I'd fucking murder for some gullwing doors. Wildly impractical. Uh, yeah, but fucking cool as <laughs> shit. Yeah. Cool as shit. She's your DeLorean fetish. Yeah, yeah it is. And I, was, I just, I forgot who I was talking to then. The world's only Back to the Future yeah. hater. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing as you. I was literally about to say, yeah. in, in part two, where like, he comes up the tower and, and it fucking knocks Biff out with the fucking door. You can't do that with a fucking Fiat. Well, you'd have to go a bit higher, wouldn't you? <laughs> Smack him. <laughs> they just look so fucking cool. Yeah, but they're wildly impractical. I don't care. Someone parks too close to you, you can't get in your car. But they're so fucking cool. <laughs> wildly impractical. You know what? I'm not going to get through to you. <laughs> go and wank off Marty McFly, who come back and talk to me. Uh, I'd, pr I'd prefer him to wank me off, because he's got Parkinson's, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite a good hand job, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought he would. We wouldn't last long if we were held to the same sort of standards that, like, you know, mainstream kind of news and stuff, right? We wouldn't get on the BBC, we, we, would we? We no. wouldn't get through a five-minute segment, would they? They would just literally label me as the most hateful man in Britain. 
He's got a Morrissey tattoo as well. <laughs> Shit. You better cover that up if we go on TV. I got it before he went all weird and racist. I swear he was still a fucking oh. darling of the left. I can still see the scabs. <laughs> King of the vegetarians. <laughs> you just wear a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening is subconsciously my fucking brain is trying to align my politics with this tattoo. Do you think that tattoo's become that much of a part of you now? I mean, there's some lyrics as well. No, they're my own. They're not Morrissey uh, uh, lyrics. <laughs> I have my own words on my arm. <laughs> no, I don't agree with him, though, politically, but I agree with his right to say it, and you shouldn't, as they did, take down his fucking tour posters and refuse to stack his CDs because of which party he votes for, which is what they did, which is fucking totalitarianism. In my humble opinion. Anyway, back to the shitbox. <laughs> According to Stout, he planted the bomb to get back at his friend for not returning the tools he lent him. He let him borrow in a timely manner. Stout <laughs> felt insulted by his friend's inconsiderate behaviour, as if it didn't matter. This somehow uh, this became the answer. Well, it took him about thirteen years to give back my Robin Hood VHS. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but he never threw a shoot and shot an arrow at me. That's what I mean. A shit-filled arrow. A shit-filled arrow. A shit arrow. <laughs> Imagine if I was like him. Yeah. Full of shit, my name. And what if I did you like stood up and like launched flaming shit arrows <laughs> at my house? Yeah. You know that's the equivalent of this. How long did this man have the tools for, though? It doesn't say. Because you know, if it was just a, week. a timely manner. Yeah. Stout readily admitted to the judge that his decision was a stupid one. And as part of his pro probation, he must complete a drug treatment program, no longer build explosives, well that makes sense, and stay away from his former friend. The Pooh Bomber assured the judge he was set out of trouble, and his main motivation of staying out of jail was so he could be in his 11-year-old daughter's life. The Poona Bomber. Poona Bomber. Poona Bomber. Ah. in the Unabomber. Yeah. Oh well, it's a, it's a happy ending then. I would just like to read out the headline of the video at the bottom of this page. It says, Florida woman farts in line at store, then tries to stab man who complains. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's the matriarchy for you. That's Florida woman's on them. <laughs> not just Florida man. They're all fucking nuts. Well. Is there a thing with Florida man and Florida... Yeah, Florida man. It's always like, it's become a fucking meme. Yeah, so I see it more and more, and I think, well... It's because the, the news is always, basically, if there's going to be a fucked up story about somebody doing something really, like, painfully, like, fucking white trash and awful, it'll, it, like, nine times out of ten, a Florida man. Which, yeah. So it's become a, a meme, I guess. Because apparently Florida is pretty fucked up. Yeah, probably. You've got the sort of party bit, you've got Tampa... Yeah, Miami. Yeah, and then you've also got the swamps and the bayous, bayous, bayous. Yeah, to say it, and the going fucking... around on fucking hover them, them mm. speed, them hover boat things. Yeah, yeah lo sweet, lots though. of alligators, lots of yeah. poor people, lots of drugs. Like going down there. Gators. Mm. <laughs> right, what's next then, boys? Man takes out ten-inch penis in front of shop staff. To prove he was I a told stealing. you not to put this in there. Uh, I told you not to put this in there. I didn't want this getting out. Uh, <laughs> a man with a very large penis was accused of shoplifting due to his suspicious package. 
Steve Whitehurst. That's an alias. <laughs> and his girlfriend, Mandy Shenton. Also an alias. We're at the tills of Scott's menswear in Stoke-on-Trent. I was visiting. Buying £400 of gear when yep. a female manager made a stinging accusation. As Miss Shenton's 18-month-old granddaughter watched on, the probing staff member pointed at the 47-year-old's bulge. In a bid to clear his name, the under-fire shopper dropped his trousers to the floor. I can't help the way I'm made. I just kept telling her that it was my penis, the window fitter told the son. Wow. Despite presenting his boxer-clad lower half to the manager, he was not yet free of suspicion. What is that bulge, the woman asked, gesturing to his heftily proportioned private area. Mr. Whitehurst was then taken to a cubicle by a security guard, he claimed, and made to show his 10-inch penis. The guard shook his head, left the cubicle, and approached the manager, who said, Please tell me he's got something down there. Yeah. He replied, no. Apart from a massive cock. <laughs> Following what was the craziest experience of his life, Mr. Whitehurst complained to Scott's menswear's parent company, JD Sports. Miss Shenton said it was so humiliating, what they did to Steve was disgusting. I love his massive cock. <laughs> <laughs> Staff at the store deny asking Mr. Whitehurst to expose himself and claim there were good grounds to suspect him. They claim they found a missing electronic tag in a jacket he tried on, and the bulge was much smaller than staff remembered it. Why were you staring at this man's yeah. fucking... Yeah, well, first of all, you're working on a till. Uh, why are you looking at his penis? Yeah, why are you staring at his penis? Smaller than the staff remembered it. That just sounds like a massive case of backpedalling, doesn't it? It yeah. does a bit. Oh, but there was an electronic tag gone missing. Uh, it was more than we remembered it. Like, no, love, you were looking at his massive cock and thought, mm, you must have something down there. But why were you looking? Well, poor bloke, I sympathise. If he was looking at her tits, <laughs> if the roles are reversed, Wait, actually, <laughs> if the roles are reversed, right, think about it, mm. and he was like, you've got something down your bra, because oh. you've got your tits look massive, That's would have been a been fucking afraid. outrage, wouldn't it? Of course it would. Can't it both ways? Fucking patriarchy. Right, what's next? <laughs> Be careful if you've got a big dick. <laughs> yeah, don't go to Scott's menswear if you've got a massive penis. Yeah. That's why I can't go there. No. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, this is one for you then, Gaz, and Mike's picked this especially yeah. for you. See, they're all fucking psychotic. <laughs> I thought you'd like this one. They're all mental. Scientists suggests eating human flesh from dead bodies to fight climate change. Now, is that someone drops dead and we just cut off a leg and take it home and cook it? Or is that it's processed and we're all recycled? Well, either way, it's concerning. Mm. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't eating human flesh give you a disease? It's not good for you. Eventually. It makes you go mad, doesn't it? I don't know, but I, I remember watching a thing on cannibals years ago. And they were speaking to one of the, the last tribes in, I can't remember what country it was, who practised it. Mm. And, I mean, even though you trying to tell me the cannibals were insane? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me finish the story. Um, basically, there was this person, there was like an elderly person that tried to like 80. And they'd eaten a lot of human flesh in their youth. The tribe had stopped it like 50 years before, but this person had eaten a lot of it. And they were like, there's not their Parkinson's in a way. They were and it was apparently, this is from eating human flesh. Yeah, I think I've heard something like that. Plus you've got the ethical fucking moral dilemma. If I'm in a survival situation, I'm eating whatever's fucking there. Is Parkinson still alive, the man? Michael Parkinson? Yeah, yeah I think so. That's a bit of a Mandela. 
I was reading something today. I didn't really read it. I just skimmed the headline of you being um, a symptom of uh, the multiverse kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Uh, it's like an echo from a... Mm -hmm. A neighbouring dimension or something. You're remembering a, a memory from another version of yourself. Could be. Oh yeah, metal. So this fucking idiot. A few caveats here before everyone decides they'd rather roast to death in the uninhabitable desert where Indiana used to be than do anything about climate change. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Mm. There are also actual, serious, real, widely accepted medical problems with eating human flesh. In short, this isn't happening. You recycling and driving your car less is not a slippery slope to consuming the flesh of your dead family members. But anyway, on to making fun of this guy now. <laughs> Magnus Soderlund said in a Stockholm summit last weekend that he thinks eating human flesh could help save humans from climate change because farming animals, specifically cows, is not great for the environment, specifically at the industrial scale we currently do it at. Oh, do those burgers taste so sweet. Oh, they do, don't they? Oh. Burgers. I had some Aberdeen Angus burgers. Oh. They were fucking beautiful. Uh, anyway, so I ate frozen chicken burgers today. And I, and they, oh, I had them too. Tasted, chicken burger sandwiches. Tasted beautiful, but I couldn't help thinking, like, oh, so much... So much drugs and steroids in this shit. Mm. Well, that's why and I, water. I, I felt so strong after it. <laughs> <laughs> I went to that bench press my record. <laughs> oh, thank you, chicken steroids. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I don't know. Do we have to read all of this out? It's fucking, it's one of them bonkers ideas that people like to say See, to, to yeah. get a bit of a... I think we're way, way more likely, it says itself there, that, um, and I learned about this years ago on some TV programme, that you can make a flower out of, um, a type of flower out of bugs, crushed up fucking bugs. Like, we're way more likely, a fucking China eat bugs. Yeah. Surely that's going to happen first, people, and that'll be a cheapest, struggle for people. Uh, it's the cheapest uh, pound for protein. Mm. There is. Locusts and cockroaches and things like that. I'm so glad I wasn't there to witness this, but my partner's brother is an outdoorsman and he, that's his job, is taking groups of people and showing them how to survive. Survivalists, mountain oh, cool. climbing. He works for Bear Grylls, his company. No way. So he's a proper fucking psychopath. You know, he's been... Um, There's uh, nothing he won't eat. Yeah, and he's been out to the Himalayas and all that kind of shit. Anyway, they, they all went out together and uh, I didn't go because I still had my arm in the cast at the time. And they went out for some walk somewhere and they came back and... Uh, Oh, did you have fun, girls? And she's like, yeah. Uncle Damo ate a cricket. I was like, what do you mean he ate a cricket? She's like, well, he saw a cricket, he picked it up, and he ate it. And he said, that's one of the best sources of protein you'll find out here. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> he makes me feel so fucking effeminate and fucking useless <laughs> just by being in our house it just you, know, you just feel like such a like well that's what a man is isn't it like, I don't know what I am I'm this sort of weird approximation of like you know what I mean like, yeah but you're still fucking your sister well that's true but you know I mean my sort of field of expertise as a man is like if you've got something that is somewhere oh I'm good at moving shit me Mike you want to see me move things around Oof. Can I use tools? No. No. 
could I construct a fire outside to feed everyone and, and a shelter? No. But if Damo ever needs me to fucking move anything, like if any of his mountaineering equipment needs moving from the car to the garage, let's say, I got that. I can change a light bulb and I can change a plug, and that's about it. I in th- I understand how to change a plug, but I've never actually put it into practice. I've just watched my dad do it for me that many times. So I'm like, yeah. Brown, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I could climb a mountain and eat a cricket if I wanted to. If I was in a survival situation, then yeah. Yeah, I would, but I'm not, so I don't need to. Yeah. You know. Do you know how many many people I've killed in video games? (laughs) Do you know how many people he's killed in real life on his Mediterranean expeditions? Well. (laughs) Do they all make it back? He could be a serial killer. He's got the perfect... How much of your party you went with one of the three people you were with? Fell down again. Couldn't, Couldn't retrieve the body, sorry. Uh-huh. Fucking best excuse for your seal killer. Fell off the mountain. Fell off the no, mountain. No, but at the very least, Ben, if, if they're not suspecting you of killing everyone, they're going to say, you're pretty shit at this outdoors teaching type thing and perhaps you should maybe drive a bus. You could get away or, with a bit in the Himalayas, though, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah what do you mean? Probably. Of course they came back. <laughs> Plus there'd be a bit of tension for him and Gaz. Making competition. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I got a well better system than him. <laughs> yeah, but he has got the Himalayas to do his. He just do yours in the back of a van. <laughs> exactly. Don't eat people, in conclusion. See, but I see where, you're, I see where your, your anti-climate change rant mm. you had off air earlier comes from, because this is just insanity. I'm going to start eating people to save the planet. I, I, I love the planet, it's great and everything, I live here, and I love the scenery, but I'm not going to start eating my dead family members <laughs> just to save it. Yeah. There's got to be another way. Yeah. There I, is. I there is just, another way. I would, there is better way. I yeah. would just like to clarify, for the record... The thing is, if we don't stop climate change, we'll be doing that anyway. Because there will be no... Yeah, but then there'll be a survival situation, yeah. you won't care as yeah, much. Someone will, Mike. And he'll be, he'll be sitting there, but not I us. told you. Yeah, but I don't eat him. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to clarify, I am not a climate change denier. I am just, at the moment, trying to educate myself to find... I don't want to be on either side screaming like a fucking mentalist, because to me, they all look like cunts. So... I'm just trying to... Yeah, but to you, everyone's a cunt. I know, that is kind of a problem, I know, but... It's just where on the cunt scale we all are. Yeah, I'm just... I like to place people in the... You know, I, I just don't want to be part of the fucking doomsday cult. I don't like this fucking guy. I don't want to join that. Well, that's too far. That's got mental on it. Yeah. But to me, he's no different than the fucking... The fucking people encouraging the children. What's the difference, guys? Come on. No, that's not. You don't see crowds just saying, let's eat people. Oh, they're all, they're all the same. They've all got their agendas. Fuck them. It's, it's the far left. That's the problem. They just make themselves a so the far, See, I hate... See, far right, far left, all cunts. Yeah. But apparently, I've been told... Apparently, I, I went down the rabbit hole on Twitter of this thread of like people with all these memes basically pointing out how much of a cunt a centrist is. And they were like ridiculous examples where all the fucking nuance is taken out but it's like like it's a picture of like Ku Klux Klan on one side and like some hippies on the other or something and like somebody in the middle going like I think there's good people on all sides and it's like well that's not quite what no, a fucking no, says. No basically means, it means you're it? happy with the status quo and you want it to stay the same. Yeah. You happy with the way the world is? Yeah. It's not really any better. See I tend to sit in the middle but I lean more left Central left, maybe? 
We are, I think, what Mike... Remember, we've had this argument a few times and I've read a bit more about it now, Vogue. But on some issues, you're going to be... It's all it's over the place. It's issue by issue, isn't it? Yeah. But I think yeah, we're more situation. what would be called a traditional... The traditional idea of a liberal, which is the goalposts are changing and things are moving. Being liberal isn't liberal enough no, that's very for true. the new extreme woke left. But that's not us. We're not there. We're also not on the fucking extreme right at all. I'm not putting a white hood on. No. Let's it's, go that way. But yeah, I was just shocked at all these people that were like, all these memes and everything, just like, yeah, being a centrist is a wanky position, basically. I was just like, I'm like, is it? Isn't it more wanky to just blindly join a team? Well, my team, I vote the way my team votes because they're my team. On some issues, being a centrist is... I think mm. overall, when, when you come to any election, you always have... Which you always go to one side or the other, but you have to look at a balanced judgment. And to me, what's being that, what's what being a centrist is, is doing that. Mm. You, you are more likely to lean one way or the other, but you still look at both sides of the argument and then make a decision. Now, for me, that's mm. what being a centrist is. I like to call myself a progressive. Mike, you're more liberal than Gandhi. Yeah, exactly. I'm a progressive. <laughs> what I, I want to mm. do is I, I want to see not incremental change. I want to see vast change. Happening. I want to you see want us wearing nappies. <laughs> Mike wants to take my job away, basically. He can keep your job. No, he wants to take my job and my money. The robots and, and are taking your job. He away. wants to take my job and my money and share it out with fucking junkies <laughs> and wankers, right? So we can all live the same miserable fucking scratchy shitty <laughs> existence. All about perception, guys. <laughs> perception, deception. All right, Junkie John. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the neighbourhood's really picked up since they fucking gave you that house next door. Yeah, can you stop your skagging mates coming round at three in the morning? No, no, because they're all loaded now, Gas. They've all got the money to party all fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's waking the kids up, you Have a word with Prime Minister Mike. Oh, them junkies have got as much right to be as wake as your children have got a right to be asleep, Gaz. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> that is... Yeah, but being, for some people, that's an answer. No, I'm being incredibly facetious. I was just trying to say, I'm not a fucking climate change, and I, I am trying to... Obviously, you know me. Am I going to feel affinity with the fucking middle-class, screeching, protesting fucking... You drive their 4 by 4s on the school run every day. Fuck those people, right? I also certainly don't want to be fucking aligned with like your typical like planet's been heating up since fucking forever and it's always gonna heat up it's only six thousand years old yeah like fucking out there's got to be a fucking middle way and i tried to inform myself today but i just ended up falling that another one there. i don't think that was me with me pretty sure i turned mine down obviously not oh. well we'll take a break shall we yeah that's weird news yeah <coughs> Excuse me. Don't you moan at me for doing that? That is the first time I've no, done it. No, it's not. You belched before. Not directly into the microphone. <laughs> no, I refuse to believe that. All right, so let's start our countdown of the greatest British, well, robberies, let's say. We say bank heist, but this is kind of a bank heist. It's the great train robbery. Well, it's meant to be a bank on wheels on train tracks, though, wasn't it? Ronnie Biggs and other armed robbers stole 2.6 million quid in 1963, which was a huge amount of money, 40 million in modern terms, in cash from the Glasgow to London Royal Mail train after bringing it to a halt with a fake stop signal on the 8th of August 1963. Train driver Jack Mills, who was struck on the head during the robbery, never fully recovered from his injuries and died in 1970. Biggs now dared escape from prison in 1965 and went on the run for 36 years, ending up in Brazil. 
He ended up in Brazil, and while he was in Brazil, as we mentioned off mic, this was Johnny Rotten had left the Sex Pistols, lead singer of the Sex Pistols, and the main creative sort of force. He was the main lyricist, songwriter, anyway. And they had the great idea of, you know, because Ronnie Biggs, it's weird. He was on the run, but he wasn't in hiding. Everyone knew oh, no. there was like, pictures of him on the beach in Rio and shit. I think there was something to do with extradition yeah, at the yeah. time. You, the Brazil wouldn't extradite yeah, him yeah. to us, because at the end of the day, he had a share of 40 million quid mm. and was probably just paying off the fucking officials. And it's kind of course, of, yeah. Don't extradite me, eh? Yeah. Here's 100 grand. Well, is is 10 grand. Mm. Well... They got him during this period to uh, record a couple of tracks as the lead singer of the Sex Pistols. Did he have any singing talent? No, no. no it was it's comically bad. We were going to play some, but uh, we'll get chucked off YouTube. But my best impression is, it's a bloke with an accent doing fucking this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's awful. Because they would have told him, it's punk, man. You don't need to be able to, be able to sing. Yeah, but you need. You don't have to be able to sing, but your voice still needs to have some kind of oral, aural quality to it. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't say Johnny Rotten can sing, but he's got a good voice. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, he can't sing, but his voice, you don't hear it and go, fucking hell, shit, stop it. There's something to the yeah. sound that his throat makes that he's, you know, and there's probably lots of singers like that. Yeah, it's a bit like when Ben sings and my ears bleed. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really weird song. It's like, God bless. Like, so you just keep saying, God bless, and then a list of really evil people. So, like, God bless Myra Rindley. Oh, um, well, you can even say her last name. Um, he's a, a, a something awesome sort of bloke. What, Peter Sutcliffe? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> and then Idi Armin's in the song. Oh, it's fucking hell. Uh, there was going to have a shock value at that point. I'll try and find the um, I'll try and find the lyrics. Yeah. I think the real tragedy, great train robbery, is the driver who was a bit innocent in all this. And yeah, that's the only bit that leaves a, um, a bad. T- Other than this, because I I love. How did they get caught? They just genuinely just sort of got police did their job. And we bought, well, they all went to prison. He escaped, didn't he? I mean, that back in the day when you 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 used to have prison escapes, weirdly, it was uh, you don't get them nowadays, do you? Okay, the lyrics to uh, No One Is Innocent by the Sex Pistols and Ronnie Biggs. God save the Sex Pistols, they're a bunch of wholesome blokes. They just like wearing filthy clothes and swapping filthy jokes. Sounds awful already. God save television, keep the programmes pure. God save William Grundy from falling in manure. Ronnie Biggs was... Oh, that's a bit... Ronnie Biggs was doing time till he done a bunk. Now he says he's seen the light and sold his soul to punk. Oh, God. I'm doing a really good impression. <laughs> I'm doing a better job than he <laughs> fucking did. And I don't know, this is the bit I was looking for. God save Myra Hindley. God save Ian Brady. Even though he's horrible and she ain't what you'd call a lady. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awful, but... I would say genius level fucking marketing from oh. the Sex Pistols manager he's, Mike he McLaren. He could never go on tour though, could he? That was always going to yeah. be an issue. Yeah, he's like. Like a tour in Brazil. Like a tour in Brazil. Because <laughs> I remember in the. Um, it's in the linear notes, I think, to the great rock and roll swindle. There's literally a picture of Ronnie Biggs on the fucking beach in Rio holding a copy of the Pistols album. Right, just plain as day. I but, suppose um, to every sort of 
common working man, a bit of a hero running yeah. gigs. That's well, the thing, apart from the... It is. He, he came back, didn't he? Mm. He came back to die in the UK and they locked yeah. him up and, and put him back in prison. I remember being front like, page like, of the sun every what day. What made you come back? Uh, well, I think he ran probably, out of money, probably. Possibly, also, don't underestimate that we probably have pretty good RNHS. I'm not, I've never been to Brazil, I'm not casting aspersions, I've just got a guess that you might get better treatment, maybe. You won't get dengue fever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, does anyone really give a fuck about that dying white old English fucking yeah. weirdo in the corner? Keeps telling he was a fucking great train robbery. I was fucking sick, I was sick of it, fucking sex pistols. <laughs> yeah. I was a fucking beast, that one. But yes, as I was saying a second ago, uh, the reason I picked this topic, uh, so I wanted to do maybe just one specific bank robbery, but then I found this list, I thought that'd be a nice fun one, is I fucking love a bank robbery. To me, there is something really romantic about it. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Well, no, you know, it's not romantic for the people that have the shotgun pulled in their face, and yeah, but this isn't that. No, no, no. no this one like, talking this, about them, oh, about their experience doesn't fucking negate from like the the fact there's something to me pretty romantic about a bunch of fucking scallies making a plan. I just don't see where the romance is coming in because I think where, you're... What do you mean you can't yeah. see where the romance think... Wait, 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 no. you can't see where the romance is. It's stealing fuckloads of money from them. That's the romance. It's taking the fucking bank's money, taking it's... rich people's money. And yes, it sucks that now and then a minimum wage security guard might get a little bit of fucking trauma that he's got to deal with for the rest of his life. But to me, it's Robin Hood. It's That's fucking... Say, it's your Robin Hood syndrome. It's fucking... Okay, it's fucking. It's in that point of view. It's, that point of view. it's a victimless fucking crime. And that's what's beautiful about fucking it. Fucking so well planned. It's almost like military planning. And let's be honest, the fucking grapefruits it fucking takes, man. I've done some very low level shop shift, shop shifting, shop lifting, and shat myself for about a fucking month afterwards. Mm. Every time the phone rang, fuck. Yeah, to me, there's something fucking beautiful about a bank robbery. If nobody fucking dies, because it. If you do it right, if you're good, a good bank robber ain't ain't looking to fucking kill anybody. No, it's anybody. in and out. Money, the money. Boom. Look at the um, the, the Hollywood one we did. Mm. Yeah, well, that's one that went fucking wrong. It went, it went tits up, but if it hadn't gone tits up, they'd in and out with the cash. Mm. Off they go. I don't know. They they were still firing. Like I suppose it's different in America because you've got to prepare for the fact that any security in there will be armed. Do you know what I mean? Like, because they were firing bullets into the air as soon as they walked in. But I suppose that's just that's shocking. That's a method. It? Yeah, it's a tactic. But like these British ones tend to be a little bit more. Um, and guns aren't as readily available. Yeah, here. but they tend to be a little bit more. I like the idea that someone had to sit and make a plan. They had to bought. Then they had to scout it out. I love all that. Then they had the balls to fucking do it. They are usually fucking scallies. They are usually working class fucking people. And uh, nobody gets hurt, man. Well, also remember, we're talking the 60s. So a lot of these blokes probably would have either been in the Second World War. Some of them might have even had special forces training. Mm -hmm. They would have been training. But that's the thing, like the planner guy. He'll put the team together. Oh, I want him. He's the best at this. Oh, He's yeah. the best at that. Bring them together. 12. They, but yeah, but this is so much more fucking low level than that. We need a. Oh, I like this bloke Gary says he fucking used to work at a factory where they made fucking safes. He's you know, the safe guy then. Yeah. 
Has he ever cracked one? Nah, but he'll learn. <laughs> Who's the driver? Oh, well, that's Phil. You know, mm. he's driven on three of my jobs. He's all been all right. You know, I, I thought you would see, like, the... You know, you want to smash the system and fuck the elite and all that. Like, yeah, it's like good violence. What about the yeah. end of Fight Club then, where he blows up the, they blow up the credit card buildings and give everyone that clean slate? Well, yeah, it's a movie, but it's cool, but in real life, there'll be people in them buildings that will die. Yeah, right. it was like two in the morning, wasn't it? The Great Chain Robbery is not a good example because somebody did get yeah. hurt. If that security guard had not got hurt... Train driver. Train... Mm, was he the train driver yeah. or was he security? No, he was a train driver. Oh, yeah, train driver Jack Mills. Right. Apart from that, it's a, a victimless crime mm-hmm. to me. Interestingly, this the Great Train Robbery was the reason that you couldn't buy replica military uniforms and berets from trains from military mm. surplus shops anymore because they were planning on buying SAS SAS berets and belts yeah. and claiming they were special forces and exercise storming the train. That's that was what, their plan that's originally. What happened to the A team? Mm. They had they were told to rob the Bank of Hanoi. It was under orders, but then once they did it, then the guy who gave the order was like, nah, he murdered someone and blamed the A team. But they promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade. Well they went on the run in the Los Angeles yeah. underground and now if you've got a problem and no one else can help, then maybe you can hire the A team. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Well And they played you it cheap as well. I fucking love a bank robbery me. I see where you're coming from, Mike, but I think you've got to detach the act of robbing from violence. Robbing isn't necessarily a violent act. I mean, it's going to put the willies up the girl behind the counter, isn't it? No, no pun. Well, it depends how it's done, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, there's... I'm, I don't know what about if you're doing it the fun loving criminal style? Like you sort of <laughs> stroll up and, like, you know, you're Huey from the... What's the fun? Scooby Snacks? Right. But the song, you know, hey, we got some karmic chi love connection going here, <laughs> or what? You know, give her a wink. Come on, put the willie in the bag for me, love. I understand Face what you're saying. Style. I do understand what you're saying. I can see what you're on about, the romantic nature of it, mm. but, you know... That's just one of my main things. I'm against violence, so... So well, Mike's the getaway driver then when we rob a bank. Well, that fucking train driver should have not tried to be a hero, should he? Should have, he should have done <laughs> as he was fucking told. I would argue he probably didn't have a choice in that. It was... Yeah. You got a stop signal, they jumped on board and hit him over the head. Yeah, but then they made that lovely um, <coughs> film that we were talking about a second ago, Buster, starring um, Phil Collins, where he played Buster somebody, one of the train robbers. I don't have that information in front of me. I yeah. said the film The Bank Job. I think yeah. it was called. That was a brilliant film. Jason That's Staten. inspired yeah. by truth. That's what got me on this because I listened. Brilliant film. I listened to a podcast about the actual robbery that it's based on. That is what they're. I'm not sure if it's on the list actually. No, it's not. because so. not that much stuff was actually taken. But um, there was definitely an inside because like somebody, they were tunneling underneath, and I don't know. They rented the shop two mm. st- two doors down from the bank, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And set it up as a gentleman's outfitters and all that. And then they went down to the basement and drilled and thermic lanced their way through the basements. But all this time, and I don't know if this was in the film. In the... I don't know if it was in the movie, but it happened in real life. But all this time, they're communicating to each other on walkie-talkies. Was it the film, yeah. Mm. Now, at this time, walkie-talkies were not fucking... They weren't for the public. I don't even think the public were allowed to have... They were, like, still considered military hardware or something like that. They definitely weren't commonplace anyway. So some local radio enthusiast, though, picks up the chatter and literally tells the police, right, that they're going from a shop, and they've got a, a, a leather shop, it was, in real life. There's a leather shop, they're drilling, tunnelling, they've got walkie-talkies, and, you know, that should narrow it down a little bit, and the police are like, right, uh, you're the radio expert, 
what radius do you think these walkie-talkies would have? And the guy's like, well, about a mile from here, I would say. So like, right, we're going to search every bank in a 10-mile radius. No, no, you don't have to do that. Do the one, that one yeah. down there. It's probably two streets over and left, officer. If you go, no, no, we're going to do every, every bank for a 10-mile. <laughs> All right, if you want. <laughs> because apparently this was... The reason they had a th these little scallies, these working class scallies, had access to a thermal lance and walkie talkies and all the rest of it, because they were in there to take compromising photographs of a royal princess Margaret, oh. they reckon. Allegedly having all kinds of sexual fun mm. in the Caribbean with black gentlemen. It could be any rich. Think about it. You know, if you're that rich and you know somebody's got compromising photos of you, you know they're in a vault. And it's the, remember, it's the British royal family in the mm. 60s. They've never been at their most popular. Yeah. You mm. know, the war to the 60s, they're fucking, um, you know, they are very, very popular. Mm. And all of a sudden, Princess Margaret is having mm. orgies on a Caribbean <laughs> island. You but, can't have that coming out. No. Can you? But, no. But, you but, can, and, and would you hold the royal family to blackmail with that? Could mm. you get the ransom money? Probably not. You'd be taken out by MI5. Yeah. And that was an excellent one because literally nobody got hurt. But it might have been a government sponsored one. Yeah. So it's not quite as good. But the Scallies got to go and live in the sun. And they, well, they did time and they were rewarded. Mm. They knew they were going to be rewarded because every single one of them kept their fucking mouth mm. shut. Nobody said a fucking word, did their time, and then fucked off to the Costa del Sol or whatever. But back to the Great Train Robbery, number 10 on the list. Just from a logistical standpoint, this was 1963. They reckon there was an inside man known as the Ulsterman because. It's pretty fucking cool, isn't it? To I wouldn't have known money was transported on trains. Back in them days it was, yeah. Uh, I suppose before armoured vans and that, but to to know which train it was, what line it was going to be on, what time it was on, all that research. And then I just love this idea. Maybe I've been watching too much 18, but I love the idea of it. They've got this fucking plan. Everyone's got a role. You know, it is a shame they coshed that fucking bloke because people like... I've seen documentaries and people romanticise the Great Train Robbery quite a lot because it is that idea, yeah. isn't it? The yeah. scallies stuck it to the man, they got away with it. But yes, they did fucking cosh a completely innocent man. Died um, seven years later. Yeah, who was never, never really quite the same from his injury. So that definitely fucking tarnishes it a little bit, doesn't it? But still, I think I like to celebrate these characters and the the balls of these people. I would certainly never have the balls to do it. They pulled it off. Yeah. Good on and If you have one role to do, which is what most people have in this job, like your mm. job is neutralise the driver. Your job, right, you're with me, us three are loading the money into the back of this van that Dave's mm. driving. Yeah. That's what we do. That's all you've got to concentrate on. Yeah. Mm. It's a simple plan, well executed, which is what everything should be, shouldn't it? A simple plan, well executed. So, I yeah, just... Yeah, but how could you... Know what's going to happen? There's unforeseen circumstances. Yeah. Oh, no plan survives contact with the enemy. There we go. But yeah. if you're in the middle of a remote area and you pull a fake stop signal on the train and it slides mm. to a halt and then you've got, I don't know, a good a window of thirty minutes, you can have a good go at it, can't you? I can't remember which boxer it was, but a very famous boxer once said, um, "Everyone's got a plan till they get punched in the face." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forget which general it was. That every plan, every plan, you know, no plan ever survives contact with the enemy. Yeah. Well, I'll read you this quick paragraph. So the raid was devised over a period of months by a core team. Goody and Edwards, along with Bruce Reynolds, Charlie Wilson 
and Roy James, with Reynolds assuming the role of mastermind. This gang, although very successful in the criminal underworld, had virtually no experience in stopping and rubbing trains. So it was agreed to enlist the help of another London gang called the South Coast Raiders. Ooh. The group included... Sounds like an ice <laughs> See, I love all this shit. I love this shit. 60s London criminal underworld. Yes! Oh. Anyway, this group included Tommy Wiseby, Bob Welsh and Jim Hussey, who were already accomplished train robbers. The group also included Roger Corddry, a man who was a specialist in this field and knew how to rig the trackside signals to stop the train. Other associates, other associates, including Ronnie Biggs, who Reynolds had met in jail, were added as the organisation evolved. The final gang who took part in the raid compromised a total of 16 men. So at 10 to 7 on Wednesday the 7th, the TPO, the UP Special Train, set off from Glasgow en route to Euston Station, London. It consisted of 12 carriages and carried 72 post office staff who sorted mail during the journey. So it was the second carriage behind the engine. It was known as the HVP, High Value Packages Coach. Usually the value of the shipment was in the region of £300,000, but because the previous weekend had been a UK bank holiday weekend, the total on the day of the robbery was to be between 2.5 and 3 million. Well, they got away with 2.6, they did pretty well, didn't they? Yeah. As a result of the robbery post office investigation branch, which I didn't know existed, I'd imagine. recommended the fitting of alarms to all travelling post offices with HVP carriages. This recommender, no, it was, ah, it was implemented in 1961, two years before the robbery, but high value package carriages without alarms were retained in reserve. Yeah, that seems like a bit of a fuck up on your part. No, if you can't afford to do it this year, we'll do it next year. It's yeah. um, only reserve, why not be alright? How many times has this happened? Be fine. That's it. They must have had an insider then. If he knew that that carriage didn't have an alarm, he must have known what train was travelling, mustn't he? So they set up the stop sign at the side, basically, and uh, the driver, he sort of knew this isn't quite right, a bit unexpected. So he got off to uh, go and use the, uh, there's a phone, apparently, like a mm. signal phone, wherever no he gets... No radios back then. Yeah, he gets there, realises the lines to the phone have been cut, and then he's swarmed by people and uh, is fucking coshed, which they, the more I think of it, really didn't need to fucking cosh him. Nah, he just grabbed him, took him uh, down, tied him up. They've been watching too many films. You see, nowadays though, it would be, somebody would have just choked him unconscious because they'd got some mar mixed martial arts training. Yeah, well they'd have known, it takes like 10 seconds to put somebody asleep for two minutes, you know, he'll wake <laughs> up fi absolutely fine, we just tie him up while he's out, recovery yeah. position. But no, they probably, it's not like a movie. It's not like, think about every time, sorry, the fucking A-team again. But sometimes with B.A., they didn't put drugs in his milk. Quite a lot of the time, they'd just twat him over the back of the head. Well, B.A.'s got so many concussions. <laughs> That's the thing, like, it's like, it doesn't work like that for them. I don't know if they <laughs> thought these rubbers, oh, we'll just dink him on the head and he'll wake up, like, in a couple of hours, he'll be right. I don't you know, think they were concerned, to be honest. Uh, they were shitting themselves, probably. Maybe. High tension. But still, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know... I, I, I always think in this sort of gang, you'd probably set out not to hurt him, but there's always that one dude who gets a bit over the top, much like Mr. Blue in Reservoir Dogs when he starts cutting the cop's ear off. <laughs> You've always got one dude like that in this gang, <laughs> and he's just gone, fuck it. Maybe he put up a bit of a struggle, the other three guys, whoever, couldn't quite hold him, and this guy's gone, fuck it, and smacked him over the head too hard, because he's a bit of a nutcase, and then yeah. they've just gone, all right, when he's down. Mm. Let's carry on. 
<laughs> this is one of the funny bits of the uh, of the robbery though. They so the member of the gang who was hired specifically to drive the train was unable to operate yeah. this new type yeah. of locomotive. Although having driven trains for many years, he was uh, experienced only on shunting locomotives. No other alternative available to them. It was quickly decided that Mills would have to move the train to the stopping point near the bridge, which was indicated by a white sheet stretched between poles on the track. Ronnie Biggs' only task was to supervise the train driver's participation. <laughs> when it became obvious that he was not able to drive the train, he and Biggs were sent to the waiting truck to help load the mailbags. So yeah, they, they unloaded the train. Uh, it took them about 15 to 20 minutes. All in all, it took about 30 minutes. They left in an Austin Lodestar truck, and in an effort to mislead any potential witnesses, they used two Land Rover vehicles, both of which had the same registration. That's quite clever. Mm. Mm. I seem to recall as well that when they did burst in on several members of the gang, mm. they were playing Monopoly yeah. with the money. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't for real. I hope it was just the game, because I always fucking lose. <laughs> I'll be like, I want to pay Monopoly. I'd rather pay poker. Yeah. At the farm, they counted the proceeds and divided it into 16 full shares and several, quote, drinks, which were smaller sums of money intended for associates of the gang. So I guess that's just, yeah, I'll have a drink, shut up. Yeah. And it, you, of course he was in the ass with you all fucking night, wasn't he? Yeah. Here, have a drink on me. Yeah, so that's it. That's the, the great train rugby, which has, I suppose, been romanticised... In an old oh, part of it is because it's a train, mm. and you think we of, don't have that in the UK. Yeah, no. you think of train robberies as the old west. Yeah, don't you? You, know? you ride up alongside in a horse, you yeah. fire six shoot at the driver, and go stop the fucking train. Jump off the, you know, or jump off the horse into yeah. the carriage. Yeah. And this and is then, a stick up. And then if it's Back to the Future Three, you put them special lugs that the ducks made into the into the locomotive, and it goes. Yeah, maybe I'm Mm. Yeah, maybe. How about at the end when he comes back in a fucking train that's got gullwing doors? Yeah, yeah well, impra- wildly impractical. <laughs> Your can't future! Tra- can't park that train next to another train, Kelly! And then, that, oh man, I make myself emotional thinking about the last thing Duck says when he's like, you know, your future hasn't been written yet. No. Nobody's has. It's whatever you make it, so make it a good one. Well, Terminator begs to differ. Yeah, but see, if they both existed in the same universe, it would just be Duck, Marty and Sarah Connor, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. That would Sarah, been... we've got to go back to the future! That would have been a better movie. <laughs> it's your kid, Sarah! That would have been a much better movie. <laughs> Terminators? Fuck yeah! If you put the DeLorean in at the start of Terminator 1 and 2, where they had that little montage of the... Machine yeah, yeah. You. And if you had a flying DeLorean <laughs> firing laser beams, taking it the Hunter Keller drones, yeah. that is a better movie. It's a good, it's a good mashup. I don't think you can improve on the perfection of the first movie. It is a perfect movie. Which one, Terminator or Back to the Future? Back to the Future One is mm. a perfect movie. Terminator, but Terminator One's better. I, d- I don't think it is. I might. I mean, it's a chase movie. Terminator Two is a better movie. Terminator Two is a better movie. That's a perfect movie as yeah. well. But Back to the Future One's a different guy. You, it's a, you know. When it was the when it actually was the date of where do they go in the future? Two thousand fifteen, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. When it was the whatever of whatever, twenty fifteen, mm. they put all three movies on at the cinema. And I went and watched the first two. 
on the big screen and I, it, I was struck by like yeah this is a fucking well made movie yeah, it was but well. anyway we'll get to that on our next movie <laughs> review then shall we see who's next yeah. on the list the Security Express robbery, London, 1983, the year of my birth, a good year. Amazing. They got away with £6 million. Robbers broke into the, the Security Express depot in Shoreditch, East London, and escaped with about £6 million on Easter Monday, 1983. One of the robbers was Terence Perkins, who would later be convicted for his involvement in the Hatton Garden burglary in April 2015. So he's got previous, he's going back in the game. It's it. like Sexy Beast. It. Career criminals. One less big heist. I love that movie. It's not Sexy Beast. Yeah, it's a good film. It is. I never knew Gandhi could swear like that. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> What's it called? Is ben it? Kingsley. You yeah. fucking cunt. You fucking never cunt. You fucking... Oh, man. <laughs> he, he, the amount of times he says cunt in a minute is... Oh, if you're offended by that word, listener, never watch the film Sexy Beast, but... Never listen to our podcast. <laughs> possibly never listen to... No, no, listen to our podcast. Never watch Sexy Beast. Not if you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cunts. Um, well, I it's don't, Latin. It's okay. I don't is have, it, it is Latin for slit. I don't have any further information on this one. It's also English for a uh, cunt. Is twat Latin? I've no idea. Oh, a, a message to all American listeners, please. Have you ever heard an American say twat? Twat. Twat. You're such a twat. Oh no, mate. You are. What's so difficult? They can say bat. A baseball, they don't say a baseball bat. <laughs> it's a baseball bat. Twat. It's really, say it with me, American listeners. Baseball bat twat. Twat it with a baseball bat. Let's get out there and twat it. Right? Twat. There goes our US listeners. And, <laughs> and you don't say it right. I've got a bit of patronising. It's not patronising, they don't fucking say it right, Mike. Twat. They say it right according to them. They fucking don't it's a British swear word that they fucking talk. Oh, is it? Yes, it's British oh, as no. fuck. And you've got to say, you, when you say twat, it's not enough to say twat. You've got to twat. You've Emphasize got to, the W. The fucking twat. It's fun to say twat. Fucking hell. Probably wasn't cut on, so I've never heard an American say that. Twat. You never probably didn't realise that's what they were trying to say because they're completely mm. fucking uh, butchering maybe. it. Twat. Yeah. Should we do the next one? <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing extra on that express robbery. It's, it obviously isn't that famous. The, uh, the Midland Bank Cleaning Centre, Salford in Manchester, 6.6 million taken in 1995. The driver of a Securicor cash delivery van, a Securicor, like a private security company that supermarkets mm. and banks tend to hire in the UK to... They have an armed car, they have a couple of rent-a-cops, and they... So they take yeah. the money in a case and put it in the van and then they take it, you know, wherever it's going to go. They just private security there. Mm. They're not even armed. They're just going to stab best nowadays. Saw so one walking through town the other day, actually, and I was like, I reckon I could take him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also don't have anything on this one. Graham Huckabee <laughs> was forced by a gang to let them into the Midland Bank Cleaning Centre on July 3rd, 1995. They escaped with 6.6 as Easter Monday. All there is in there is the cleaning guy and a couple of security guards, probably. Was it Easter Monday? Yeah, it was, yeah. So oh. again, bank holiday weekend. All different that one, that is. That's a different one. That was the last one, Easter Monday. No, it was bank holiday Monday, great train robbery, wasn't it? You're on about the Midland Bank, aren't you? Oh, yeah, Midland Bank, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my yeah. bad. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> nah, leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it out. What I want to know is Graham Huckabee related to Darren? Well, maybe. Footballer. Yeah. What a player he was. 
Darren Ockerby. <laughs> He's my coach for Wraith Rovers on Champion. <laughs> Darren Ockerby. Fucking hell. All right, well. Wraith Rovers? What <laughs> fucking league are they in? Uh, the Scottish Third Division. How much Champo have you not played? No, you? That's my good as well. I don't participate the, in that. You've now done all the leagues. Mike you know, has done I do all the leagues. Mike yeah. was in the fucking Czech League for some reason. <laughs> good in the Czech League. You get a three month winter break, it's awesome. <laughs> I was like, he's like, oh yeah, I've been doing the Czech League. Like, you fucking what? <laughs> I've done every league, mate. Well, I think. We should rob a bank. <laughs> Who was at number seven? New entry. Ooh. The Hatton Garden Jewelry Heist. Now I do have some. 2015, 14 million taken. Britain's biggest burglary. Seven men were found guilty in connection with the theft from safe deposit boxes at the heart of London's jewelry district, having stolen goods over the Easter bank holiday weekend. I don't know if the Easter Bank holiday weekend. Yeah, they? they broke because in because everyone's off work. Everyone, everyone, even like that's what I love. It's so British. Like it's oh fucking working bank holiday, and there's another <laughs> thing of everyone who is working bank holiday is usually paid double time. So it's absolute skeleton staff. Yeah, even double at time fucking banks. <laughs> well, there's no one in the bank. It's a bank holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day is the best, then surely. Do you know yeah, what? but I don't want to miss up your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know After what? dinner, you can't be fucked. <laughs> exactly. I bet they look at morning. I've yeah. been out on Christmas Eve. I don't want to get up at 6am to rob a bank. You don't want to wash up. You don't want to rob a bank. You That's know what it. Mean? <laughs> yeah. I ain't getting up after I've stuffed myself on a turkey and fucking perfetta rolls. I ain't moving. <laughs> Going for my Christmas log in a bit and then I'm having a nap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when my dad says I have to watch the Queen's speech. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, this is the problem with... Wikipedia and internet and all that. That says that the Hatton Garden jewellery heist is 14 million. Yeah. And it says here, the total stolen may have a value of up to 200 million. Oh, well, I guess that's now possibly adjusted. Uh, or was it like 14 million cash? Because these were safe deposit boxes. Ah, so probably, yeah, 14, 14 million, million cash. cash. And a fuckload of jewellery and... Mm. Um, they left no forensic trace. Um, it's just... The, oh, this is there's a movie made of this one. This is what I mean about it being romantic because no one was fucking hurt in this one. Six elderly men. This That's is right. the guys. Um, They've no, caught some of them now. Yeah, Actually, they did a film about it recently. Well, they mentioned it earlier, didn't they? Yeah, Michael Caine was in the movie. Terrence Pre- Perkins got caught, and he did the Security Express back in, in the day. Yeah, well, it's it? only one man only ever again on an Easter Monday, so he must have mm. thought it was a lucky day. Got, yeah, I got away with yeah. it the first time. Well. They worked, no one's at work. They worked through the four-day weekend of the Easter bank holiday when many of the nearby businesses, many of them also connected with Hatton Gardens jewellery trade, were closed. There was no extremely visible sign of forced entry to the premises. It was reported that the burglars had entered the premises through a lift shaft, then drilled through the 50 centimetre, which is 20 inches thick vault walls, with a hilt, for any technical fans out there, they used a hilty... DD-350 industrial power drill. Same as fucking metal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, The police first announced that the facility had been burgled on the 7th of April. Reports based on CCTV footage state that the attack commenced on Thursday the 2nd of April. <laughs> the video showed people nicknamed by um, the Daily Mirror as Mr. Ginger, huh? Mr. Strong, Mr. Montana, the gent, the tall man and the old man. <laughs> uh, the old man must have been fucking what's his face then. Yeah, they literally, they literally just fucking drilled in when there was nobody there. 
says here one man known only as Basil has never been caught. Yeah, the rest of them have been. Yeah, Basil. Yeah. Basil. But did they? Well, ever... I'm guessing he was the gent. Oh shit. <laughs> On the 1st of April, electrical cables under the pavement in Kingsway caught fire, leading to serious disruption in central London. The fire continued for the next two days with flames shooting out of a manhole cover <laughs> from a burst gas main before being extinguished. Several thousand people were evacuated from nearby offices. <laughs> Several West End theatres cancelled. Oh no, how terrible. Oh god. Oh, oh, how will we deal with this? Oh no. There was also... Substantial disruption, telecoms and infrastructure. Oh, I fucking love yeah, this shit. Yeah, they also got away with like 200 million quid yeah, in, in various valuables. I love this shit. Six blokes in their 50s and 60s, some in their 70s probably. Fucking one last job, lads. Just one last job and we can fucking retire. I've had my eye on this fucking jewellery place. There's no fucker there bank holidays. Come on, lads, what have we got to lose? We're, we're fucking nearly dead. Can't imagine how alive they felt yeah. to be back on the fucking job again, man. And when they actually made it through, because there must be a big part of you that thinks, like, there's no way we're going to get fucking busted oh, any yeah. minute. So like, you'd be on a, a hair trigger, yeah. wouldn't you? But then to I mean, you actually get through the fucking walls and that, and you go, we've fucking only gone and done it, lads. <laughs> I mean, that to me, and no one was hurt in this at all. No. I'm sure all the rich people who had their valuables in the safe deposit boxes, there was some kind of insurance yeah. involved oh, provided yeah. by the company provided. So it's a fucking victimless crime, man. The only okay. victim is the company who has to pay for the insurance. Yeah, fuck them. And fuck them. Yeah. Good on you, lads. Yeah. Number six, the Graf Jewellers robbery in London 2003. £23 million. Pounds. Graffs was targeted in an earlier raid in 2003 by a Serbian gang when two men armed with revolvers took 47 pieces of diamond jewellery. A £500,000 blue diamond ring was later found stashed in a pot of face cream. So they did that with revolvers. Just went in, give us your fucking jewellery. Can't argue. Simple, blunt, effective. Well, no you can't argue, but it probably wouldn't go down well for you if you did. <laughs> no, not the court of law. Yeah. No, I mean if they were in and say give me your money, he said fuck you. You know, you can argue, you can argue about giving the money and the diamonds. But I suppose. I mean, it, ain't, it ain't going well for you. If he says fuck you in an Eastern European accent and he's robbing my bank with a revolver, I'm probably thinking he's a hardened criminal, possibly some kind of Spetsnaz gang. <laughs> yeah. And then, so if it was like, if he went in and went, give us your fucking money, mate. I'm hitting the fucking security button and that bulletproof glass shield's dropping. If he's like, sounds competent yeah. and professional in an Eastern European accent, oh, yeah, alright, mate. That's great in Snatch, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Try and rob that bookies. Yeah. <laughs> All they get is pennies, isn't it? That's it. All bets are off. <laughs> oh, man. What you got? That's some loose change. <laughs> there you go. It's a bag of pennies. And then she hits the fucking yeah. screen button and everything drops. Do you know how these <laughs> Billy's got caught? Well, after all their careful planning, and it was a fairly simple plan, to be honest. They just dressed smart, got entry to the shop, waved Is that snatch at the start? Uh, they start a snatch? Waved some handguns around, made some threats, and picked up some jewels. Holy shit, the cat scared me. So then, anyway, they um, off they trot. This was a financial loss to Graf Diamonds of six point six million. Well, that's still um, twenty three. They can absorb that, I'm sure. And then, for insurance purposes, the value was put twenty six million, 
Uh. Anyway, the robbers were caught shortly after by the police. Shortly after, sorry, the robbers, let's start that again in English. The robbers were caught shortly after police searched one of the getaway cars abandoned by the robbers. A pay-as-you-go mobile phone was discovered that robbers Aman Casse and Craig Calderwood had left in the car after ramming into a black cab. After the collision, in their haste to transfer to a second vehicle, the robbers forgot the mobile phone that was wedged between the driver's seat and the handbrake. Anonymous numbers stored on the mobile phone quickly allowed the police to discover the identity of the robber. See, that's the thing nowadays, you've got all that, you leave your mobile phone lying around, they've got you. All that planning. They know where you've been, they know you've mm. called, everything. And but back then, back in the 60s, there was none of that. Mm, nah. See, that's part of my romanticism of it. Is that I think I've talked about this before. Like, I love crime back then. Because it doesn't work now. We're monitored 24-7. No, exactly. <laughs> that's what I love about it. The idea that you could rob things. And get away. Yeah. Or break out of jail. Yeah. Oh, jailbreak. Fuck me. We'll have to do top 10 jailbreaks. Because yeah. I fucking love a jailbreak story as well. Love it. Love a robbery. Again, I don't, you know, obviously I don't condone violence. Especially not to innocent people. But... If you can get in and get out without fucking hurting anybody, then I'll fucking more power to you, buddy. Right? Yeah, and yeah but we love action movies where loads of people get mm. shot. It doesn't mean we're going to shoot loads of people, yeah. does it? And the thing is, I suppose the modern equivalent now, which is nowhere near as genteel and um, sophisticated, dear chap, is uh, the, the modern version is two or three lads on mopeds in broad daylight with sledgehammers smash the fucking windows of a jewellery shop in while everyone just starts screaming on the street. And filming it. Somebody One bloke sort of walks over and says, Oh, fucking hell, fuck that, they've got hammers, fuck that, not my shop. Um, mm. And then off they fuck and they are never fucking seen again, right? Yeah. But that to me, that's fucking dirty, nasty little scallies. That's not like a, a group of old fucking geezers, Mike, who fucking seen it all, done it all, and they said it one less fucking job. You Lord and Bird. You know what I mean? They're on, they're on jail yeah, time, aren't they? they? they Paid for their crimes, like, come on, fuck the man, fight the power, mate. Yeah, but these fuckers would stab you with a piece of toast. Yeah, but they didn't at the robbery, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I They did what they had to do to survive, man. Like, I'm genuinely... In this capitalist system. Yeah, I'm genuinely sucks. shocked that you... So, I thought you'd be the same, sort of have the same, like, yeah, go on, lads. Fucking take that money from the, the man. Only, the only people suffering, really. I mean, in all bar one of these. I've, always, so I've said I'm on board with that. It's just the uh, the violence. Yeah, I mean, look, the girls in this jewellery shop who've got their guns waved at their faces, they might have a bit of PSTD, <laughs> whatever it's PTSD. called. PTSD. That's the one. I've got it, you see. So, um, <laughs> you know, a little bit of shock. They might never return to work again. Leave the house for a while for a little bit of counselling and the right medication. They'll be fine. You know, my post-capitalist communist luxury future... We're not this, no need for it. There's always, oh, always <laughs> There's even no room for fucking criminal. Nah, I, see, I disagree with that. I'm always saying, no matter how good things are, there'll always be crime. You've always got that those bad eggs inside. Because people don't do crime. Well, look, okay. Then you need to mug someone if you got money. Or a lot of but crime is is fucking economically motivated, obviously. But there's also a lot of crime that people just do because they're cunts. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. All right, number five. I don't know what to tell you. Brinks Matt Robbery, Heathrow, England, in 1983, 26 million quid. Woo! A gang of robbers helped by a security guard targeted a warehouse at Heathrow Airport in November 1983. 
Expected to find three million in cash, they found three tons of gold bullion yeah. worth around twenty-six million pounds, and escaped with it. That's a bonus, isn't it? One of the men convicted in connection with the heist was Brian Reader, who later went on to burgle the Hatton Garden Safe Deposit Company in April twenty fifteen, which we came back to. Hey, which money is this guy's fucking stolen? He's still fucking yeah. in jail. Well. But imagine that. Gold, but the watch it be three million and it's fucking twenty six million in gold oh, bullion. Yeah. But Mike, the, the problem is, it's gold bullion. Mm. Yeah, what you do with it? What you do with it? How would you get rid of it without creating suspicion? You can't melt it down. Yeah, if you've got those facilities, and make jewelry out of it and sell it. That's a long term plan. It is a long term plan. But you want that money there, and then you're a robber. You've got gold bullion. Mm. That's the issue. I mean, if I'd have broke into that place... You'd have had a bucket of shit. <laughs> I'd have had a bucket of shit. I'd say, you should do a break in. I'm not breaking into something. I didn't break into that tent. It was left open. But um, that's it. I'd have actually been a little bit... In a way, man, you break it, you think, I'm going to get three million in cash, and we fucking in and out, we're done. And then you see gold bullion, and you're like, well, yeah, this is awesome, and we're going to take it. But at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, the Fuck, are we going to get the value out of this? Well, the same with the cash. Sure, the cash is traceable. Well, so they put serial numbers on, don't they? They trace it. True, but there's no money laundering. With, oh, no, no, no. That's just a high flow of money. But anyway, I suppose if you've got a dude who will buy the... I suppose you've got to find a fucking rich dude who will buy the here, gold. Here's an interesting... Or a, um, what they call it? on the black market. Mm. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's, a, there's a black market for gold. I'm pretty sure it would be melted down into something else. I know you're saying the facilities or whatever, but I'm sure you would find out yeah you know uh, how Make melt it down into some bronze ca- uh, gold cow or something mm. <laughs> I mean worshipping this cow look at this here it's only worth 36 million pounds they, hey, they love cows <laughs> and gold in India yeah. so <laughs> what if you offered the Indian government mm. like a million dollar golden cow We'll give you a million pound gold cow if you let us go into your country, no questions asked. Maybe that's a possibility. And buy this bullion from us and ship it over. Yeah. 26 cows and you're done. Get the money for it. What if they just keep the cows? Well, we're fucked. Well, that's it. Well, that isn't, you know. That's the risk you're taking it. Well, no, it's not. I could be living in a luxury fucking villa in the in the, in the foothills of the Indian plains or mountains or whatever. I don't know. The next thing I know, I'm living in a fucking slum in Delhi with open sewers. There's a fucking difference, Mike. If you got 26 golden cows. <laughs> no, I haven't because the government's <laughs> taking them. Oh, yeah. You didn't think this through. Well, it's easy to be a thing with you. Be great in science, you can't not think in these plans through. These guys don't fit into my romantic, you know, non violent. They poured petrol over staff and threatened them with a lip match to get the combination to the, um, yeah, to the save. <laughs> Two men were arrested, the gold's never been recovered. And there are several deaths linked to the case, although it doesn't really go into detail. I don't know if that means people were killed to silence them, or did they kill mm. people during the robbery? 
I understand the petrol pouring thing. It's kind of intimidating thing to do, isn't it? Mm. Even if you've got no intention oh, yeah. of lighting that match. Yeah. It's still also not a good splashing. thing for your skin, your eyes. Your, no, I suppose uh, not. I think no. that's going to burn pretty significantly. Mm. Oh, here we go. Here we go, boys. Funnily enough, they didn't make a cow. Oh, right. But to, to dispose of the gold, Noi, that's one of the people, melted down the bullion and recast it for sale mixing in copper coins to disguise the source. However, the sudden movement of large amounts of money through a Bristol bank came to the notice of the Bank of England, which informed the police. You fucking rats! They almost got away with it. See, melted mm. down. Um, yeah, but also, you're trying to get into the bank, aren't you? And that's the issue. You've got to get this That money. was the money that they obviously made from the sale. No, it was the large the amounts of money coming in all of a sudden. The bank went, hmm, hang on. Yeah, that's where they fucked up. Yeah. They must have sold... Did, they never found the gold, so they've obviously sold... Oh, yeah, else. sold some of it, it off, yeah. The cash that they then put into the bank, which caused the red flag. I mean, remember the troubles Tony Montana had getting his cash yeah. in the bank when they were walking in with mm. canvas bags full of money? Mm. Yeah. Well, this guy is a cunt because he did his time and the, the High Court made him responsible for a payment of 27 points of the million, uh, which obviously he's not going to pay... But in 1996, he murdered another motorist in a road rage incident. Chris, it wasn't Ronnie Pickering, was it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I robbed a fucking bank once. He was, he went to Spain, he was extradited and received a life sentence. Another benefit of being in the EU. <sighs> Much of the three, ton, three tons of stolen Ooh. gold has never been recovered. The other four robbers were never convicted. In 1996, about half the gold, the porch, the portion which had been smelted, was thought to have found its way back to the, the legitimate gold market, including the reserves of the true owners. According to the BBC, some have claimed that anyone wearing gold jewellery bought in the UK after 1983 is probably wearing gold from this ah, raid. Wow. Well, uh, yeah. So, yeah, is, is not, that what I said then? Melt it into jewellery. Yeah, they don't. Oh, but anyway, yeah. Don't quite fit into my nice, you know, good old boys. Not really, you know, not murderers or this guy was. <laughs> he murdered somebody over road rage. Now I can empathise with that. I have often fantasised of killing other road users. <laughs> <laughs> Key is, I oh, never have. Oh no, you only kill prostitutes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Before yeah. I pay them. <laughs> well, obviously. Well you, start, well, you could just take the money back, I suppose, couldn't you? The ultimate insult. Well, you take the money back. And whatever else well, they do. I don't give it to them in the first place. I don't need to... Yeah, but you could also rob them. their bodies. Yeah, it's just, I'm, not, I'm not a total kind not of... An animal. Oh, sh- <laughs> I'm not an animal. <laughs> what am I expected to find in the pockets of a street hooker? Crack. On a, a fucking used needle. Oh, oh, man... I saw something on the internet and I hope it's not. It makes sense. I was like, fuck, I wish I didn't know that. You know, when you get too much information sometimes. Some girl held, like, took a picture of holding a toilet roll on its end so you could see the, the tube down the tube. And there's all these little prick holes in the, like, in yeah. the, apparently junkies do that to clean the needle. Oh. And you're going to wipe that. What, in the shop and do it? No, in the toilet, like it's say in public oh, toilets, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they've got the needle, they jab it in like that, clean it off, mm-hmm. do the business yeah. off the fuck, and then you unravel that and wipe Press it, it against your... Your anus? Anus or genitals, depending yeah. on your sex, yeah. yeah. And you've got hepatitis B. Yeah. Well, I don't know how true that is. I mean, not everyone can, you know, 
Loads of people aren't getting hepatitis off that. I mean, no, well, not every junkie's got hepatitis, have they? Really? No, so, no, no. They're cleaning the needle every time they haven't. Well, there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a point. <laughs> you know, it's another dirty one to look out for, that scenario, isn't it? Well, another reason not to use public toilets. There you Number go. four. <laughs> The Northern Bank robbery, Belfast, Northern Ireland, in 2004. £26.4 million. Gang of armed robbers, disguised as police officers, clever, mm. visited the homes of two staff members of the Northern Bank on 19th of December, 2004, and held their fans at gunpoint. Oh. The officials were told to go to the bank, Belfast HQ the next day, Work as normal and let the gang in. The criminals escaped to £26.4 million pounds in uh, cash. In- inventive way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. Get them to do the theft for you. Or let, or you let in. them in at least. Do you reckon you get charged of that? If you're like, they have my family at gunpoint, so I let them in. Nah, I think yeah. there's got to be, what's the word, something circumstances. Yeah, extenuating circumstances. But this is a familiar theme as this sort of technique will pop up again. Spoilers, at the top of the list, Britain's biggest mm. robbery. It's a very similar mm. technique. The Knightsbridge Safe Deposit Centre Robbery, London, 1987, £40 million. Valerio Vesey, yeah. an Italian lawyer's son turned armed <laughs> robber, led a small gang into the vault of the Knightsbridge Safe Deposit Centre on the 12th of July, 1987, drew guns and left with an estimated £40 million. Vesey fled the country and was only arrested when he returned to Britain to ship his Ferrari Testarossa to South America. Just buy a new one! Just buy a new one. I'm sorry. I mean, then again, they only make so many Ferraris Mm. of any particular model. And if you've got one, it seems to be quite exclusive, especially a Testarossa. Yeah, but you gotta trust some of the other end, man. You can't yeah, you've go gotta, back. You've gotta fucking like just pay someone a shit. Then again, it still raises flags, doesn't it? I mean, like oh. Like, yeah, but you're safe in Brazil. You can't be extradited. They ain't going for you. No, that's also true. This suppose they could even pound it just to piss you yeah, off. Yeah, that's it. So, oh, well, I tried. Well, you said you basically have you you basically what you try and do is like have a storage war style scenario, wouldn't you? Mm. Where they open the lock up and a bunch of people bid on it, and your guy wins. Because whatever he's paying for, it ain't as much as you fucking paid for it already. And, you know, he ships it over. You pay him to ship it you know, like You're paying a bit more money, but you're not returning to the country because of a bank heist in. There's ways you could have done it, is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. We, our immigration in 1986, certainly dropped the ball because when our fellow Valerio arrived here, he was already wanted for 55 zero armed robberies in his native wow. Italy. Wow. He, once he got here, he quickly resumed his robbery career to fund his playboy lifestyle. On this occasion, he secured inside help, obtaining the help of the managing director of the centre, oh. who was a cocaine user who was heavily in debt oh. due to his habit. Yeah. I like it. Cunning. They subdued the manager and security guards. I don't know if that means violently or not. They hung a sign on the street-level door explaining it was closed. And yeah, they they broke open uh, many of the safe deposit boxes and left with a hoard estimated to be worth sixty million. Is this more than that article says? For, well, forty million for estimated forty million. In all mm. He was sentenced to twenty-two years, serving his sentence in Parkhurst Prison on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> While serving his sentence there, he forged a friendship with Dick Leach, 
Dick Bleach. That's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> a flying squad officer who led his arrest. They regularly wrote letters to each other referring to themselves as Fred and Garfield or the Wolf. See, I also like that in crime stories when the fucking lead investigator and the criminal end up like, catch me if you can, mm. which is all fucking true. Sherlock Holmes Moriarty. Mm. I went down the rabbit hole on him. You know the guy um, that Leonardo DiCaprio plays in the movie? Have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Yes, I haven't actually. Oh, fucking brilliant yeah, movie, mate. And the best of it is, it's fucking mm. true. It's not a case of Hollywood, because you watch it and you go, fuck off. No way, that's a bit of Hollywood. Nope. This guy just had the balls to con people, pretended to be an airline pilot for a couple of years, uh, would just wear the uniform, made himself a fake ID, would just turn up. Because basically, if you're a pilot off duty, you just catch a lift on a plane to, yeah. you know, oh, I need to get to the thingy. Yeah. But then he realised, like, shit, pilots usually have a cabin crew like that travel with them from plane to plane. Like, that's your yeah. little crew of flight attendants, basically, usually at that time, hot women. So he fucking hires a load of women who think they're actually <laughs> air stewardesses, buys them uniforms. Uh. The guy, and then he, he gets to fraud and bank checks and all that and essentially ends up, he's now one of the, he's in his 70s now and he's still, I watched a talk he did the other day, it was fucking brilliant. He's now the world's leading expert on fraud. Huh. Has worked for the FBI for fucking uh. years as there because mm. he was counterfeiting things back in the 60s when you literally had to, you know, like, he's a fucking genius to make a fake ID. He went and bought, like, um, a model plane of, of the airline, so it had yeah. the little tiny decals, didn't it? The logos. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he had the perfect logo, the right size to place on his thing. And, yeah, in the movie, he and Tom, Tom Hanks', Hanks yeah. character, they end up becoming close friends, which happened in real life too. But, yeah, Frank Ab Abignali, I think his name is. Abignal, or Abignali. That sounds familiar. I'm aware of the story, it was never in the film. Yeah, you should look film. him up on YouTube, man. It's it's incredible when you realise, like... And I listened to his autobiography as well. They added a few... They changed a few little minor details, but... The, and even the bit... Even, like, being locked up in... The, was it a French prison? Mm. Or Spanish? Or French or something? In really shitty conditions. I've actually told uh, you, like, weirdly, it's like... You know, that during the Second World War, the Nazis tried to undermine the British and American economies by creating... <clears throat> literally millions of pounds and dollars in fake banknotes uh, and they got it from a guy who was, he was a, a, an Nazi party member he wanted his son to join the SS but he was a bit too short a bit too weedy mm. and he was obviously quite ashamed and he said like, well there must be something you can do and he said like, well what can he do and he said like, well he's a legal calligrapher uh. and they're like alright well we could probably use that and they took him in and they got him to forge a banknote wow. and he did it Using the, he just created the lettering because mm. it's all in sort of calligraphy, isn't it? The lettering, mm. the banknote, replicate that, and he did, and he became the SS's master forger. <laughs> did all the mm. millions of sterling he did the templates for? Mm. Great, I mean, it was uh, crazy, really. Good plan. Yeah, but it didn't fucking work, did, did it? it? No, no. no, two world wars and one world cup. She so. lost horrifically <laughs> two of the most times. Uh, they need to add an extra few lines. You know, two world worlds, one world cup. But a failing economy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because that's us. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we did beat them in two World Wars and one World Cup, but like they're smashing us on all the other fronts, aren't they? And they beat us a lot more times in football than we beat there them. There was that one time, 5-1, remember, oh, Michael Owen? And you know what? I remember yeah. that because it was... Well, they they, know, they even released a DVD of it. I bought it! <laughs> <laughs> I watched it once and gave it to my friend. <laughs> when the fuck does one England game get a DVD yeah. release? The 1966 <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're yeah. such sad people. No, the 1966 World Cup final you can buy as uh, a game, and okay. that one yeah. in Germany, 5-1 in Munich. Wasn't it a qualifier yeah. as well? It, it mattered, didn't it? It mattered, yeah. and mm. it was the we basically made the Germans strip away their first team and yeah. put the youth in, which sadly didn't go so well no. for the next mm. ten years when they uh, pissed over everything. Yeah. But uh, we we made the Germans what they are today. <laughs> Sadly, sadly, we, we outplayed them so well, and the thing is, it was a beautiful game because we went one no down the first couple of minutes. Yeah, and we, uh, we were sat we in the station in Wellington before the rock night, and he dragged a fucking portable telly out for us to watch it. He didn't have a TV in that bar. It was like a thirty-two inch one of them ones, the big fucking mm. backs on it as a lift out, uh, part on a table. Even Emileski scored. Michael Owen got a hat trick. We all got absolutely That smashed. wonder goal, wasn't it, where he fucking ran off the field, didn't he? No, that was That's Argentina. Oh, was it? Oh. 1998 World Cup. Yeah. Oh, what a goal that was. Oh, Maradona. Oh, Maradona and Maradona. Nearly. Nearly. Anyway, back to the bank robberies. I know about reminiscing about English football. Number two. But life has been shit since Kylian Trippier banned in that fourth minute free kick against Croatia. Yeah, life peaked. It's all been downhill since then. Ah, well. Yeah. It's always next year. Maybe. It's coming home. <laughs> oh man, I've never spoken while burnt. I'm sorry, I belched accidentally, but I've never deliberately. Can you not tell I've just completely given up on, like, on life, politics, everything, just fucking. I need to go back to work. I need to feel like there's a point to my existence. That's oh, well. me going wrong. Ice hockey on Sunday. Ice hockey Sunday. I had an afternoon nap this afternoon. It was wonderful. Oh, I do appreciate an afternoon nap now. Yeah, it's usually for two hours. I was usually for 40 minutes. But, you know. Because we're old as shit. Anyway, into... The Graf Jewelers Robbery, London, 2009. They got away with 40 million. Two men in suits, armed with handguns, walked into Graf's on a new Bond Street store. Oh, fuck. Took 43 items of jewellery, much of it diamonds, on August the 6th, 2009. Wow. These walk in, brandish some firearms. Mm. Go away with. Off. So, number one. This is the, the beast. The beast. Securitas Depot Robbery, Tombridge, Kent, 53.1 million pounds. Woo. This was in 2006. Men posing as police officers kidnapped Colin Dixon, the manager of the Securitas Depot in Tombridge, which handled cash for the Bank of England. On the 21st of February 2006, another band of fake policemen kidnapped Dixon's wife and eight-year-old son. In the early hours of the following morning, all those were taken to the depot at gunpoint, where 40 members of staff were tied up. Less than two hours later, the gang left with more than £53 million in cash. So they've gone for the family again? Of the bank yeah. manager? And Tried you know what? Tested. Why not? It seems to work, doesn't it? If you're not going to hurt anybody, 
You know, you know what they're going to do. These ordinary people, they're not superheroes, they're not Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Uh. They're not John McClane crawling from the pipes with no shoes and a dirty vest. Just some bank manager. Just some bank manager. I've got a very particular set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just... used mostly to do with accounting, but uh, you know, yeah, and hiding fucking dark money <laughs> in the van. Yes, yeah, so fuck his eight-year-old it's son. All, it's all... Yeah, string him up. Yeah, string go on, Mike. Hide <laughs> the little shit. <laughs> okay, well that's. Uh... <laughs> The pacifist has <laughs> gone broke him. <laughs> no, you think that is like that's proper sort of precision, isn't it? You know, we know they ain't gonna fucking betray us. You got the got the family. We ain't gonna do nothing. You know, Mister Blue's not in that fucking part of the part of the operation, is he? You're not dancing around just stuck in the middle with you or slicing your your know, ear off. He's at the bank raid. He's at the depot raid. Give someone the butt of a shotgun if he asks to. That's all his role is. He's the enforcer, he's the goon in that scenario, but yeah, 53 million in cash. Go on then, guys, did they get away? Where do you apply to be a hired well, goon? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm considering it. <laughs> well, it does sound a little bit, if you, if you put yourself in the place of the this guy's family, it's not great, but on the other hand, you, you've got to admire the, the simplicity of it and just having the balls to do it, essentially. Yeah. So, the manager of the depot, Colin Dixon, was abducted about half six at night on the 21st of February. He was driving his silver Nissan. He was pulled over on the A249 just outside Stockbury by what he thought was an unmarked police vehicle due to the blue lights behind the front grille. A man approached him in a high visibility clothing and a police style hat. The manager proceeded to get into the police imposter's car thinking that he was a police officer where he was then handcuffed by others in the vehicle. He was driven out west on the M20 motorway where he was bound further, transferred into a white van and transported to a farm in Stablehurst, Kent. As this was taking place, the manager's wife and eight-year-old son oh, were being held hostage at their home in Hearn Bay after they answered the door to men dressed in police uniforms who falsely informed them that the manager had been involved in a road traffic accident. They were then driven to the farm at which the manager was being held where he was told at gunpoint that failure to comply could put him and his family in danger. The depot manager, his wife and son, were taken to the Securitas depot in Tonbridge at around one in the morning in a plain white van at gunpoint. Which is can't be good for the fucking no. kid. At the depot, 14 members of staff were bound by robbers armed with handguns, shotguns, a scorpion. Carpool? Not sure, it just says a scorpion. It was um, spelled S-K. Oh, actually, that's a little small mini sort of submachine gun that's right. sort of okay. inside a scorpion. And AK-47s. Ah, that would explain the Soviet link then, yeah. The robbery came to an end at about quarter three in the morning when Mr. Dixon's wife and son and the staff were locked inside the cash cages. One member of staff had a key. She was able to free the others. It was still another half an hour before people who were tied up were released. The Bank of Money to whom the money the Bank of England to whom the money belonged would reimburse twenty five million by Securitas A B the same day and assured the public that Securitas would make up any additional loss. Uh, so they, they got um, half of it back yeah. to insurance. Then. So into the the aftermath here. So police confirmed on the twenty third of February, so not long after the police confirmed the arrest um, of a man aged twenty nine and a woman aged thirty one of s- suspicion of conspiracy to commit robbery. 
There were thought to be at least six armed robbers involved. On the same day, a 40-year-old woman was arrested at the Portman Building Society branch in Bromley, in South London. The woman was moved to a police station in Kent to be questioned by detectives on suspicion of handling stolen goods. According to some news reports, she was dressed as a Salvation Army nurse Aww. and apparently tried to deposit six grand in bank... <laughs> <laughs> Silly bitch. She tried to deposit six grand, which was bound in tape marked Tunbridge. Oh, dear. Which is obviously where... There's always one fucking, fucking idiot. In it. That's probably what they're all thinking, in it? Yeah. Who the fuck involved her? Uh, they recovered the van. Two individuals were detained. I can't find it. Hang on. See, okay, okay, here we go. In March 2006, Kent police confirmed that John Fowler, a car dealer and the owner of El Elderdon Farm, had been charged with conspiracy to rob, so he was in on it too. Yeah, I, I think they got... I think they got everyone. And they recovered 11 million of the money. Oh, all, all, by 9th of March, they'd recovered 20 million of the money from various raids and... What if you didn't put the money in your bank and you stashed it in various places that's what I'd be I would never take it anywhere no. fucking near any I'd kind of I'd put so bank. much into a bank every week maybe like three mm. four hundred quid to make it look as if I'm getting paid uh, I'd do everything in cash I know it's going to make it hard to buy cars and houses and holidays but yeah, but um, private sales and things yeah, like that. You, know. you could get round it, I think. I wouldn't. I put would it not anywhere. be in this country. I wouldn't, but, well, well, I wouldn't uh, be in the country for a start. I'd go to somewhere do. they don't but actually. You've got to get all that fucking money in, Mike. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's easy. Just, you know, hire a boat. A shipping container. Yeah. You could yeah, do that, but they don't yeah. x ray them. I'm sure they would. They do x ray them, yeah. Just, just hire some guy to take on a boat to. What if you just. You'd have to have it all in property. You'd have to buy fucking property. You'd, you'd, you'd have to buy someone's house and rent it back to him. Yeah. But if you go There's abroad, ways of doing it. if you go abroad, you get, there's probably a lot of corruption and stuff, and you probably just yeah. But you've got to get money. Cash. You've got to get that amount of cash. Just out on there. a boat. Yeah, but you, you could hire a boat, but you still yeah. be subject to customs checks. I mean, it depends yeah. where you go. If you went to like some shady, I don't know, for example, South American country where it's a little bit mm. corrupt. Or wherever there's a little bit corrupt, then yeah, you probably could pay people off. But well, that, that's what money laundering is, though, isn't it? I think, isn't it? Like you would. Well, that's putting money into legitimate businesses. Yeah, to disguise front, it. Though, isn't yeah, it? so you'd have like six shell companies that don't really make anything, but you're generating profit from it. And yeah, Tony Montana, exactly what he did. Yeah. yeah, again, back to Tony. Well, don't rob banks. No, let's rob a bank. Well. This day and age, I mean, they would have you, you'd be on CCTV from yeah. the minute you left your house. And you've got to remember now, we're all in on the act too. It's another genius thing that the insurance company's done. It does help definitely for your insurance purposes, having a dashboard camera. It also fucking means that there's a whole other set of millions of fucking cameras yeah, that are on you. Yeah, you good point there. Um, you know. Well, it, where David Bellamy asks... Mm. I think wrestling Mexican Mexican wrestling masks. Oh, if I'm fuck. in charge of the gang, the only way to do it what's the, what's is, the, the is kidnapping the the kids and the families. Mm. We can be the luchador gang, yeah. or Jimmy Savile masks. Vesticular mm, that would scare the shit out of the fucking staff. If, though, we're, if we're kidnapping so kids, like, I don't want no, no. Jimmy Savile mask. But Robbing like, a nursery, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Robbing a hospital. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> 
Come on, you've got a rubber Jimmy Savile mask. Give me all on. your dead bodies. No! <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be, it'd be a lasting image to leave the bank. Now then, now then, give us your yeah. money. <laughs> Jingle jangle, jingle jangle. You will be when you walk out. <laughs> you will be. Oh, yeah, you see. Also, I think you're going to have a problem getting hold of rubber Jimmy's animal masks. Wow. Fuck. I don't know why they call it the funny bone. Because it ain't funny. Uh, bodies are weird, aren't they? Yeah. You can just knock a nerve in a certain place and then... For the listener, I just twatted my elbow off the microphone, and now I'm having like intense pins and needles, like instant pins and needles. nerves are weird, bodies are weird. It's probably bad circulation, like, blood pressure. I'd have incredibly bad circulation. I know I do, because I smoke like a chimney, and every cigarette reduces blood flow to the hands by up to forty percent per hour. Really, I don't have any. Bad if I lean, if I lean too long in one place, my hand will start getting all. No. Yeah, that. And I used to think, I used to try and ignore it and think, ah, I'm sure it happens to everyone. And I googled it one day and it's literally poor circulatory health, of which smoking is the number one. Right. Apparently even my bone would have healed quicker if I didn't smoke. No way. No. No. I'm funny, I got told it because I, I, I work out, I, I mm. try to be healthy. And I, I told if I didn't smoke I would gain muscle faster because the, obviously the mm. constriction of blood doesn't allow the muscles to heal. To, to get that little micro scarring that enables them to grow back stronger. Yeah. It's a slower gain if you smoke. I, I did an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression to my physiotherapist, but it went straight over her head. Oh, no. I was like, have you ever seen an advert where Arnold's like in disguise? Because I was talking about how far to push my arm to like get the muscle to come back. Mm. I was like, have you seen that? You know, like you've got to break it to make it haven't you and she's like looking at me like what and I'm like it's an advert where he's in disguise and like he sneaks up on people and gives them advice in the gym and they're like is that Arnold Schwarzenegger in <laughs> the voice in gives away shoe. Like, he's literally just wearing like a bullshit <laughs> shitty disguise anyway and he like goes up to someone and he's like remember when it burns it grows and she was like I don't think that applies to physiotherapy like you're rebuilding it and I was like yeah but it's okay <laughs> I think she's wrong, because think about it, I know she's a professional, but, so, you, but you've got to break it a little bit, push it, and that tearing and breaking, when it repairs it yeah. itself, it's yeah. stronger, that's how you build muscle, yeah. so yeah. surely, that's the same thing mm-hmm. I've got to do here. But as your muscles have antifid, they're not yeah. as strong, so you need to be more careful with it. I think that's what she was trying to yeah. get across to me, like, like, no, don't just go and try and lift the heaviest thing <laughs> yeah. you can. Oh, I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my muscles snapped. And isn't it so weird, like, for the listener, I'm showing Ben, my, my arm, I still can't straighten my arm fully. I fractured my elbow. But that's nothing to do with the fracture or the bone. That's literally my tendons and my muscles just have atrophied and haven't, I haven't got the full... It's just... Yeah. <laughs> Bodies are weird. Anyway, yeah. my... Anyway, that's Britain's biggest bank heists. Yeah, I love me a bank heist. Yeah, I like the romanticism of it. Not all of it. I mean, some of my people are hurt, not so fond of that. But I'd be down to kidnap a family and rob the depot. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know no one's getting hurt. That's the thing. No one gets hurt. Mm. No one fires a random shot. The guns probably aren't even... I wouldn't even have your guns loaded. Mm. No, because it's just for show. Why am I I involved in your kidnapping? 
Well, I used to shoot you, you know. Of course, you broadcast it live on air. Well, well, you're you're you the the is, assistant. You've got a kid, so you, yeah. you can coerce the children easily. And the thing is, you got a picture for this task, Mike. Coerce the children. She's a costume on the end. <laughs> well, in school, the eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the eight-year-old with a gun in his face. You just give him a copy of the Beano. Yeah, he's a chocolate bar. <laughs> Listen, as long as your dad doesn't try and be a fucking hero. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. But if he fucks up, I'm going to shoot your mum in the face. But you could be Batman one day. Yeah, look at it that way. Anyway, read your Beano, shut the fuck up. Stop crying, stop snivelling, just fuck... Oh. Will you just fucking <laughs> shut the kid up or he's fucking dead, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, imagine it, just fucking out. Trying to do a robbery. Well, you take them away. Take them. Take the kid away from the parents. Put them with one of the women who's there. Like no, they were all in the van. And they were like, "Oh, yeah, stupid heading." It's wow. The pacifist just went fucking dark there, didn't he? Could you use a kid to rob a bank for you? No, they didn't have a firearm all the time. And then just say, "Wait." you give them a notepad that says like. I'm doing this because I'm told to. There's some men outside with guns. Suicide. Give me your money. Now they tried that, Gaz. You're not a real one. (laughs) Oh. You're not pointing suicide vests on kids. Not even fake ones. Not even fake ones. Isn't that that a good way to do a bank robbery, though? No. Because the first thing any police officer or certainly person who is trained to deal with a suicide bomber Mm. does is immediately just put as many rounds as they can into the suicide <laughs> That's bomber the beauty so they of can't bush the bullet. They're not going to shoot a six-year-old, a little cute They will shoot a six-year-old. Nah, not Yeah, they will. Hopefully the robbery's done by then, anyway. If they the, will, guys, because they, they've got a, we'll a fake scores, suicide vest on. Scores of murdered kids on their hands. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, we'll try it once, and if the kid gets <laughs> shot, I'm not going to fucking... You know what I mean? I'm not a fucking idiot, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're like a... Like a tribe oh, of 50 kids with suicide. <laughs> no, I was just saying, kids are little and malleable and they can get in little spaces and gaps. Couldn't well, you could you just use, use the kids to roll the pack rather than put them in a fake suicide vest? That's what I was getting at first, but they're suicide vests. 50 in suicide vests robbing 50 banks. <laughs> what, just to try and set the world record? Why is it 50? If you're going to do it, you must do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I, I think they're missing a trick there. I think you could... You could certainly raise a kid from birth to be like a... Yeah, that's a long-term plan, right. then. Well, you know. That's, that's, that, that's, that's, that's effectively terrorist brainwashing. No, it's bankrupting brainwashing. Hey, press the button. <laughs> but then they press the button. No, look, I'm happens. not doing the suicide vest one. I realise yeah, but they press the button idea. and nothing happens and they just get shot. I was just thinking more, climb through that gap and steal that geezer's keys. Well, what, you've seen Oliver Twist, surely? There's Fagin and his little bunch of mm, cotton you know what, I've never, I know of it, and I know the songs, but I've never actually watched no, it. No, neither have I. I'm just aware yeah. of the fact that Fagin's got a bunch of cotton pickpockets. Yeah, pick an pockets. army of pickpockets. A pickpocket or two. That's it, yeah. <laughs> I set off a suicide vest or two. <laughs> but if you give me the money, I won't press the button. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you get a, a group of children to do a song and dance routine to Muslim that... Muslim children? No, I'm just eight children. Because oh, right. <laughs> you know Britain's got talent and they have the same... monster. <laughs> Mike, we're not racially profiling them. All right, the six-year-old's no, got yeah, a vest on. Right, no, no, they haven't got vests on, right? right? They're in, like, they do a dance routine in the bank. And when everyone's distracted by that, because everyone mm. loves a children's dance routine, Britain's got talent. Look mm. at that show. 
Oh, There's always a fucking children's dance routine on that. It always gets really far. We get the kids in, do the dance routine. We'll go around the back, take the fucking one in the turn, do one. Yeah. Oh, okay, suicide vest. <laughs> All right. And the note says, there's a man outside. This is a remotely controlled right. suicide vest. It also... It's also not real, though. It's also fitted... Well, it's also fitted... <laughs> fitted with an equilibrium meter... And if anyone fucking pushes me over, shoots me, anything like that, boom. So what the man in the van out there says is you fill this fucking bag and off we go. I think that would work. Maybe. And then, and then if they go, and if they're like, fuck it, you're bluffing, because you've got all radio link up and that, then you set up a firework. Mm. And then leg it and just leave everyone <laughs> covered in shit. What about a shit bomb? <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. I think that concludes. It. Come on. <laughs> a toolbox full of shit, right? A toolbox full of shit. That's how we're going to run. What about if we just rob the bank with a toolbox full of shit and say, look, we open it up, clink, clink, open the toolbox up, bang! In, on the chem to go, look, shit tell you what, over the safety line, right? Mm. Give us your money, or we'll end the shit bomb off. Or you just let the shit bum off. And then while everyone's massively distracted by all this human oh, yeah. feces in their eyes, a flash you just unclip the keys. Yeah, you know I mean? you've got goggles on, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my eyes, Unless my goggles do nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're you throwing a shit bomb that disorientates everyone long enough, distracts them. Yeah. You just go in, walk behind the chem to get the key. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be in, take the money, want to be here, covered in shit. Also, though, you have got a woman with the no. CCTV, so that's where the Jimmy <laughs> Savile masks come in. Exactly. Well, you put a Jimmy Savile mask on the six-year-old you put a suicide a Jimmy, No, you put a Jimmy Savile mask on everybody. Yeah. Oh, in there? Yeah. Oh, like in V? Yeah, you walk in there. <laughs> and then we'll just use V masks, it's easier. We'll just, we'll just put V masks on everybody, because that's just an elastic band and a fucking face thing yeah. rather than a full rubber hood. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> Right, gotta think of overheads. <laughs> the overheads, exactly. Right, and then we just go, okay, everyone's V, let's take the money, get the fuck out of here, off we go. Well, if anyone wants to uh, lend us their child. No, 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 we're not, we're not putting we're anything on, a, on any vests on a child anymore, <laughs> we just come up with this plan for the V masks and the shit bomb, it's fine. Oh, yeah. I just really want to put a suicide vest on a kid. I just think it's funny. Oh. I know there's people out there who will be able to tell me it's really not very funny because they do do that. I know they do. They, but they don't use it to rob banks. They just blow up markets and stuff. And are we which assuming, is a cunt move. Are we assuming it's a fake suicide vest? Can we off the suicide vest? Robbing a bank is using yeah, putting them to at wear. At least say it's a fake suicide vest, not a real one. No, because then you need the... Nobody knows. You know what? Let's just move on from this entire <laughs> right. topic. That's bank robbery. Right, bank robbery. Britain's top ten bank heists. Well, at least I, I didn't go full Alex this week. That's true. Let's finish on some weird news and, and fuck Fuck Greth Thunberg. She should be in a suicide vest. Find <laughs> a potential Nobel Peace Prize winner in a suicide vest, guys. How dare you? Because <laughs> she's gonna say to you that she, you took away her childhood. <laughs> Right, piss How break. dare you? We are watching you. Piss oh, break. Before you, so you start getting no. into it. No. Yes. I'm off. I'm off. <laughs> You're being censored. 
Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay, so let's finish with some weird news and for Alex. Uh, so what we got first? Man flips car five times, almost dies after deciding to let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> After letting Jesus hit the wheel, a man from Tennessee flips his car multiple times and nearly dies. To those of you who may be looking to the Lord to help them make decisions, you might want to check what happened to a uh, 33-year-old, or same age as Jesus, mm. Chad England. Chad. What a name. Believers can often be heard saying they let Jesus guide them down the right path. But in this particular case, he was way off. I bet Jesus Take the Wheel is a song to a country song, isn't it? Tell I bet it's going to be. I let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> Turns out Jesus, he don't like me. Because he flipped my one. fucking car. He could have just fucking held it on the straight for you, couldn't he? He's to drive the cars in biblical times. But yeah, why Jesus this riding a donkey. Is that really how it works? Is Jesus this fucking, can he just manifest himself? <laughs> and like, how was he going to, how did you think he was going to touch the steering wheel? <laughs> fucking blow on it. From beyond the... What the fuck? Hang on, I'm confused. Wait, 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 wait. I, I need a very important Bible lesson. So he died once. Yeah. Came back. Yeah. Fucked off. Did he die again? No. So he could. He ascended to heaven. Yeah, that was it. But he, he must have died. Oh, he left his body and ascended no, to heaven. No, his body and everything. No, no, everything, everything went. People saw this happen. Yep. Apparently so. There's... Well, remember that the disciples didn't write the Bible and that the best accounts you've got are sort of 50 or 60 years later. But yes, according to the the New Testament, Jesus rose from his grave after three days, demanded to know where his Easter eggs were, and then ascended to heaven. Take out the Easter egg part. Yeah, this prick deserved to flip his fucking car five times. <laughs> Chad lost control of his vehicle and flipped five times after letting Jesus take the wheel. He was said to be speaking in tongues when the police finally found him. Now, I'm going drugs or mad priest from the Arnie classic End of Days. <laughs> yes. Did you see this fucking amazing clip going round of the preacher talking in tongues? No. Fucking amazing. I've, so, I've seen some of it so, before, though. So he's in yeah. one of these... Um, I'm going to do an impression for the guys here. He's in one of these like super churches or whatever, mm. and he's got a table in front of him there, and he's got a microphone, and he's going, blah, 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 blah. And then you see him go, blah, 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 blah. Looks at his phone, picks his phone up off the desk, while still going, blah, 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 blah. Clicks it on, checks something, pops it back down, and no. carries on. All right then, mate. <laughs> Possessed were, were you, were, 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 was it channeling through you, was, was it? Was a demon yeah. <laughs> Fucking bell end, man. I, I, I thought you were going to say, have you seen the T-800 in the new Mortal Kombat Oh, game? no, I have seen that, though. It's with his, with his finishing music would involve him pulling out that sweet shotgun yeah. and blasting someone's face cool. off. Uh, yeah. At one point, he sends them back through time, uh, using the chronosphere, and he's there when they come back <laughs> to blast their face off. That's awesome. <laughs> he's got this whole sweet raft of finishing moves. Mm. And it's Arnie as a TR. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That's Let's it. scroll down. I want to see if he was on drugs or not. And he was high on Jesus. Well, I <laughs> Although the officers were confident the man was under the influence of drugs, he refused to take a drug test, so this could not be validated. Here's what they found when they searched his car. Six grams of marijuana, 0.6 grams of cocaine, 
a pipe, rolling papers, a three-quarters empty bottle of Crown Royale, a small empty bottle of Crown Royale, and several cans used for huffing. <laughs> The show cat is Chester is just he, trashing the studio. He's literally gone insane. He's he has like, gone nuts. Every um, Sunday, you fuckers. Every Friday, guys. Wait, what day is it? It's Friday. Thank you. <laughs> I've lost all track of time. I, I haven't been at work. To, I've just been on YouTube watching videos I probably shouldn't be watching, to be honest. <laughs> Fuck you, Greta! <laughs> wow, it's interesting. I'm just trolling. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> England is reported to have told officers that Jesus appeared before him and told him to let Jesus drive on his behalf. Oh dear. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I've done way more than 0.6 grams of cocaine. No, that's what was, that's what was left. Yeah, <laughs> I've done a lot of cocaine and various other... What's your record in a night? Various cocktails. Oh, I don't know. A couple of grams at least. But then you're sharing it out. Anyway... I have been so fucked I hallucinated once. I had been awake for four days. You weren't driving a van at this point, were you? I, no, no, I was in Poland, freaking out in an empty house while everyone else was still at the wedding. Uh, who am I? I literally got out a piece of paper and started writing down, like, who I am, in case I couldn't remember. <laughs> reality was getting slippery. <laughs> who am I? Where am I? Why is everything written in this weird fucking thing that oh, resembles nothing like English? Yeah. Why does this house look like nothing I've ever been in before? Was there a picture of the Pope? Probably somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, Pope, my... um, what's the Polish Pope? John, John Paul, Paul. II. They look, there's a picture of him in every uh, fucking house. John Paul the nonce. Uh, anyway, my point is, I've done a lot of fucking drugs and drink all at the same time, and we're all different. I haven't driven in that state, which is a good thing. I don't know, I just never... It Was this guy... I'd, I'd be interested to know if he was a religious person before he was doing all the cocaine and shit, because it'd be pretty weird if it was the first time you'd ever really spoke to Jesus. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll let you drive. Mm. Does he have a Jesus bobblehead on the dashboard? I've got a Jesus bobblehead. Ironically, though. Yeah, it's the Buddy Christ figure from yeah, uh, I bought Christ. him outside the Vatican. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it's literally holy. <laughs> it was literally just outside St. Peter's Square. Okay. I'm just going to try and come, Kevin come to life and try and rape you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he has already, but he's only very small and he thinks it is high, so he just didn't feel it. Kevin Smith must be so amused to know that, even though he's getting ripped, his merch is getting bootlegged, but the idea of it being oh, sold outside the Vatican... It's this, so bootlegged. You know, yeah, it's, but it's not an official model in the, the slightest. Like, don't get the Vatican would have an official Buddy Christ yeah. figure. And if they'd actually <laughs> ever no, seen the movie... No, they've got official souvenir stores, they can take that much. But if yeah. they'd ever seen the movie and what it stands for and how it's basically mm. about, yeah, religious dogma's bullshit, but faith in something's good, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, completely against their corporate. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Buddy Christ part of the movie is a piss take of the Catholic Church in itself. So the idea that somebody's yeah. like, oh, that's a cool Jesus, is like ripping him off and selling him. I'm sure he would get a little kick well, out of that. Because he same, was raised Catholic. That's same, why he, well, yeah, he wrote would. Dogma. The same storm also had mm. Donald Trump bobbleheads on. Mm. So he's probably appealing to the American visitors there as well. Like, hey, I bought this Donald Trump bobblehead from inside the Vatican. I used to the the Jesus Buddy Christ. I went, oh, wow, Buddy Christ. I've always wanted one of them. <laughs> just because I really, I just really like the fucking idea of it. It's a, 
Hey, the crucifix is depressing. Here's Buddy Christ. <laughs> Dogma. We'll have to pick that as one of yeah, our movies. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it was six euros. It was mm. nothing. It's a very crudely shit ripoff. But it's like, yeah. It's, yeah. No. it's like the model. It's like, yeah, you know, I've always wondered about that. I'm not paying 25 quid for a Funko Pop thing. No, so fuck that. Right. Although well, I am then. probably going to splurge on the Games Workshop action figure of the, uh, the Space Marine when that comes out next year. Why not? I think it's like a bit 90 quid when I'm there. Treat yourself. Yeah. I'll wait for this headline then. <laughs> Nottingham's legendary cock on a stick man to retire after this year's goose fair. <laughs> and that is why my. Sounds like something that is, that book. is why I picked it. Doesn't it? I found it today. So. Oh, I had to Here, have you heard the cock on a stick man's retiring? It's actually a really innocent tale, but the headline's fucking amazing. <laughs> Nottingham's got a cock on a stick man. Oh, oh god. And he had a store that said labelled cocks on sticks. <laughs> <laughs> There's been many a snigger and double entendre made about the Nottingham's famous goose fair cock on a stick. But after this year's fun-filled spectacular of thrilling rides, hooker duck and mushy peas, the fair's oldest tradition will be consigned to history. Stallholder Ray Brooks, who is fast approaching 89, has decided to call it a day after nearly 70 years of raising a smile at the annual event with a cheeky novelty. Yeah, it's a really innocent tale, but the headline alone. <laughs> with no one to carry on the tradition started by his grandfather in the 19th century, the iconic bird will become extinct. It's a toffee chicken on a stick. Oh, have you got no grandkids, Ray, because you spent your life selling cocks on sticks? Yeah, well, no one wanted to fucking marry the cock on stick, man, did they? One day, son, this'll all be yours. I fucking hope not, Dad. <laughs> the pensioner who says he's never missed a year makes the cocks by hand <laughs> at his home in St Anne's, a task he begins in July because it's a slow and time-consuming job crafting and shaping the chewy, sugary birds. He uses a recipe, secret, secret recipe, passed down by his grandfather Ben Whitehead of Arnold. Yeah. According to Nottingham Hidden History Team, he created a cockerel rather than a white goose, which was already popular more than 100 years ago, and the ladies of Nottingham referred to the birds as cocks. So you can no longer get a cock on a stick <laughs> at the Nottingham County Fair. Goose Fair? Goose Fair. Tragic times. Austerity? Fucking Tories, <laughs> and the fact that he's 89, he's still selling cocks on sticks. <laughs> but the headline alone is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Very British, isn't it? It is, isn't it? That's why when the aliens come down, in that, what's that fucking, what's that book, Return to, Return, of, Return to Childhood, something like that? I don't know. That sorry. book where the aliens come down, and we give them a, a fair to sort of show everything... Hey, this is what Earth's got. There's music and dancing and food. Wasn't that a story we got? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Dan, oh, Dan Aykroyd mentioned it. I think he was just saying that's what... And then they kill us all. They just eviscerate us all. Yeah. That's what Britain will send after Brexit. wasn't the cock on a stick, man. <laughs> well, Some Morris dancers, a cock on a stick, and a fish and chip van. You have to meet the aliens. Bless him. Next. Right. Your article, guys. Man sues Apple claiming iPhone turned him gay. This is amazing. This is the BBC, by the way. Right. Uh, this is BBC News. 
Uh, he's a Russian man. He says after an incident involving gay coin cryptocurrency. Saying he suffered moral harm is asking for one million rubles, according to a copy of the complaint seen by the news agency AFP. Homosexuality was decriminalised in Russia in 1993, but anti-gay prejudice is still widespread. In 2013, Russia passed legislation banning the spreading of what it described as gay propaganda. This officially bans the, quote, promotion of non-traditional lifestyles to minors, but in effect outlaws LGBT activism. A number of campaigners have been attacked and killed in the last year. Oh, fuck it up. So what's um, happened? In a suit filed on 20th of September, it is claimed a cryptocurrency called Gaycoin was delivered via a smartphone app rather than the Bitcoin he had ordered. Cryptocurrency is basically virtual money, like an online version of cash, and Bitcoin and Gaycoin are some of those currencies. According to the complaint, the Gaycoin cryptocurrency arrived with a note saying, don't judge until you try. I thought, and this is the man talking now, in truth, how can I judge something without trying? I decided <laughs> to try same-sex relationships. <laughs> now I have a boyfriend, and I do not know how to explain it. <laughs> and he's suing them for a million pound, million rubles. <laughs> You're full of like cocks. <laughs> I know a bloke who sells something in Nottingham you might be interested in. I'm real. Uh, uh, yeah, get there soon. He ain't gonna be back next year. Well, actually, maybe you could marry him and <laughs> take on the business. Anyway, he says that life has changed for the worse. Well, what's your boyfriend gonna think when he reads that? I, he will never become normal again. He says that Apple pushed him towards homosexuality through manipulation. He claims <laughs> the changes have caused me moral and mental harm. Yeah, but you've been coming hard as fuck right your boyfriend's <laughs> ass every night. You've been firing fucking ropes, buddy. You've been firing ropes. The court will hear the complaint on the 17th of October, according to information on its website. Apple has not yet responded to Newsbeat's request for comment. All I can say is a good job we didn't buy unit coin. <laughs> Don't judge till you try. It's a good job we didn't buy pedo coin, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, nah. No, you don't want that. I mean, like, oh, I bought gay coin. They gave me some gay coins. So I thought, hmm, why not have sex with a man? Speaking of pedo, Alex, full Alex. Oh, that's a point of statement to make. Just a rockasm. <laughs> That's all gone by the wayside recently, hasn't it? Because it wasn't fucking true, which is why we shouldn't have been on here calling him a fucking nonce. It was joking, Mike. Mate. It was joking. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I Mike. didn't mean it. Leave my Alex alone. <laughs> Cash is slowly morphing into Alex Jones. We've been doing this podcast for over two years. I love you. There are a hundred episodes, and Cash is slowly morphing into Alex Jones as we go on. We're going to one day launch ourselves at www.infowars2.com. Yes. <laughs> remember, Gaz, I Gaz was... just rant at the camera for 90 minutes a day. Do you remember that, uh, there was a time when, and I'd still like to do this experiment, I think it's quite a clever idea. I wanted to call the podcast Alex Jones Ate My Hamster. Yes, yeah. Or something along those lines. Because legally you're protected, but my thinking was... You'd come up in the same searches of anyone searching for Alex Jones, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or you could even anyone else with a famous. But then they would just leave us loads of shitty reviews because we're not what they're expecting. Yeah, but we have listeners. 
<laughs> yes, we do. I tell you what, listeners, let's put it to a vote. Or we'll stay as cutting the ball in the post of the apocalypse, or Alex Jones ate my hamster. Well, or it doesn't have to just be Alex Jones. I was thinking because we do a conspiracy podcast, it would maybe be a clever thing to do to like the most famous podcast, Joe Rogan. Somehow get Joe Rogan into the title of your podcast title. It's going to piss him off, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Alex is and definitely all his billions of viewers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he pretty but sue you'd us. come up in search engines. But he's also sue us for use of his name. No, I, don't, I think you're legally protected. Because you could call it... Let's just call yourself Rogan Joe. You could call it the Joe Rogan Review Show. Literally review Joe Rogan episodes. <laughs> it's true, actually, you're pretty good. But I think you'd get traffic. Anyway, it's just a silly idea. It'd be worth an experiment one day to see if you can put a celebrity's name in the title of your podcast to see if you can legally get around it. You try it, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Call it Tom Hanks Touches Kids. <laughs> no, because apparently that. Yeah. Do you remember we did Q and R? Club the Jimmy Savile Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no, don't. No, no, who are you for that? Mm. Oh, well, no. some people are. Yeah. It's just a sign of someone raping dead people. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry. Sorry. So let's do Full Alex, the favourite game show in this flat. Basically, the premise of the show is that Mike finds a couple of random weirdos on the Facebook net, and then he pits them against the arch saint of insanity himself, Alex Jones. Because remember, it's alright to go a little bit, Alex. It's alright to go quarter, Alex, half, Alex, three quarters, Alex, on a train or a podcast. Yes. But right. never go full, Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? If this is your first episode, listen to last week's episode where I believe I went so full, Alex, that I turned everybody's microphone down and began loudly rambling on, probably incoherently, about how much I hated Greta Thunberg. So, case in point, never go full, Alex. <laughs> It did go pretty full, Alex. It was impressive. Yeah. Yep. Well, I wanted Leo to, um... to get a real <laughs> taste of, you know... <laughs> the real you. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm really like when I'm not in your chains! Oh, 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 <laughs> no, it was a joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> lovely chains. They're well, I'm being nice responsible for family man, this is what I do. <laughs> I slate 16-year-olds! <laughs> and, now, and now you're in the... Full Alex Hall of Fame. Woo! Oh, you're not playing me, are you, this week? <laughs> Who's this cunt? <laughs> right. I'm back to win. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, hashtag uh, me too. <laughs> hashtag me too. Oh, Jim Backer. Oh, God. Oh, hang on. Jim Backer says the left is under massive demon possession. Well. Oh, maybe. Oh, he's got a point. I'm joking. <laughs> Your book, your book answers the questions I've been asking mm -hmm. and about, here's the title, how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy.
Yes. And I want to tell you people today, America has gone crazy. Yes, it has. And, and, and Rick, I don't know if you agree with me same, or not. <laughs> I believe much of politics today, especially those that have gone out on an extreme, and I'll say left, they're way left, I believe there is a massive demon possession in the political realm today. Am I wrong? I believe it, it's like hell found a voice. Yes. Say that. <laughs> hell found a voice. Yes. And hell is speaking through the political system today and through the media. Yes. It is amazing it really what's is. happening through the media. It's just wicked. It oh, is. It's, it is. it's demonic. It should not be permitted. It just should be. You know, I think about Jesus. Jesus told the demons to shut up. Yes, they did. And I thought, we need to take authority over all these voices and just command them to be still. Amen. Yeah. So, just to clarify, his answer to the problem is that just tell the left to shut up. Yeah. Be quiet. Is, uh, I yeah. don't think that's how it works, you prick. That's why they have a two-party system. You fucking listen to them, and you fucking have your little... Well, you know, because no, it's time to stop calling the American right, Christian alt-right. It's time to stop calling them what they are, and that is the American Taliban. Yeah. They are the American Taliban. saying they're all Nazis, therefore yeah. they shouldn't have a voice. Exactly. exactly the but all the time they are, though. <sighs> That's a percentage of them. Are. Coach Davis. He's what? Coach Davis would have been in the SS, let's face it. I don't know. He was going to make... He was Holocaust denying the other week. Jim oh. Backer's in there for a start, because he's like, well, you don't get a say. You don't believe what I believe, so you don't get a say. Mm. Yeah, but they're both sides are saying the same yeah. thing, essentially, aren't they? That's why I don't agree with Antifa. Mm. Oh, fuck Antifa. Did you see that video of him with the, the granny and the, the walker? No. No, I didn't They're see that. so misguided. It's literally a fucking elderly, doddering woman with a walker and a, a man of a similar age who hasn't got a walker. He's possibly a little bit younger than her, but they're both, I'm talking 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds. Like, they're trying to cross the street where there's a protest. And like two or three fucking Antifa just like block them and stand in a line in front of them and they're screaming, Nazi off our streets, Nazi scum off our streets, Nazi scum. It's like you're such misguided fucking simpletons. Yeah, because the message is fine. I've got no issue with the message. Yeah, they can stand there and shout it till they're fucking, fucking misguided pricks, man. Oh, she, oh she's They've a got Nazi. Right to say that. They got. No, I'm not about attacking the old woman. That's disgraceful. Yeah, they got a right to say it. They also got a right. Well, if me. there's, if there are alt right, you know, marches, and they're Nazi. No, no, it doesn't. You're right, no. At all. Doesn't well, even mean far right. Well, but they've got a right to say what they want to say. Mm. So I'm trying to say. But they've got no right. But then that works the other way, doesn't it? This is where they cover the freedom of speech issue. Yeah, unless it's hate. Crime. This is why I cannot take them seriously. They've got, they're, a, they've got to have a voice. They're absolutely... can't deny them. I think I can argue against their voice. That's what they're saying. Piss weasels, man. They're... But they've got a right to say it. It just shows you what misguided fucking pricks they are, you know what I mean? It's some like fucking, again, I am stereotyping, but I saw the video, it's true, face covered, but you can see some pink hair underneath it. Not a fucking, it's so unoppressed, it's not even fucking true. 
screaming at a 90 year old of a walker, Nazi scum off our street. So, A, that tells me she's utterly confused about what a Nazi is. Mm. She doesn't know who she's protesting against or why. You know what I mean? They're fucking, they're but manipulated. She's trotting about behind the fucking thing. What's it got to do with her? She's not involved in it, so she shouldn't have been at her in the first place. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 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 So the anti fur They're being dick weasels in that mm-hmm. side, oh yeah. And pretty much all their fucking, they're violent, nasty fucking thugs, and they use it all under the pretense of it's okay because he's a Nazi. And then they're picking around some fucking elderly Jewish man got battered because they thought he was a Nazi. He's fucking Jewish, you cunt. Um, obviously, there's going to be good eggs in there somewhere. There's, it's like every organisation, though, isn't it? It's like the police, there's them. bad eggs in every single one. I despise Antifa. And it's very funny, it's not conspiracy theory, it's the fact that, that these fucking violent thugs for Antifa very rarely get charged with anything because they have incredibly... These very poor people suddenly have incredibly fucking high-powered lawyers turning up yeah. to defend their um, mm. their assault charge. Twisted, squirrely, weird shit going on. Yeah. Possibly... Punching a Nazi, ironically, they become Nazis. Ah, it's ridiculous. That's what we're doing for punching a Nazi, though. If they they literally stood there with a Nazi armband on, being a Hitler salute, some of them are. Uh, Or showing their tattoo off with Hitler on it, then... Mm. Yeah, punch him, fuck it. Nah, it doesn't make... It makes you... That's what Grandad did. That's what made this country great. Yeah, but Grandad wasn't punching fucking... Like... Fucking middle managers, do you know what I mean? Who like at the weekend? If they're wearing Nazi armbands, nah, it's like calling them. Even wearing that Nazi armband doesn't make him in my. This is. I would argue that makes him a Nazi. This is my fundamental. (laughs) If you're wearing the armband, no, 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 no. no, You're wearing a fucking. You're wearing. You're literally wearing the the band. If you let me fucking finish, I'll fucking tell you why. All right, go on. How the fuck does wearing the symbol equate to fucking mass murder? Industrialised murder, where you've got to invent the logistical fucking operations required to murder people you on be, such a you're level. You're endorsing that by wearing that armband. But you, so you, you endorse like Star Wars and wearing a T-shirt. He needs a different name. It needs. What do we call him then? I don't know, a far right prick or something. But the fucking word Nazi gets bandied a fucking bag. So much so to the point, I think it's fucking disrespectful to the people who actually went and fought Nazis, actual Nazis. They were mass murdering people. Well, not everybody who our grandparents fought were Nazis. Some were just dudes conscripted. But the guys at the very top, the guys in charge of this organisation, the guys in the, guys in the, in the, in the SS uniforms yeah, yeah. were the ones wearing the Nazi armband. If you wear a Nazi armband, armband you're pretty much you're pretty much declaring yourself that. a Nazi, aren't you? Yeah, it's basically the same as turning um, up in uniform, really. No, nah, to me, it's just it. That is like to me. Like, and what do you want him to do though? If he's not wearing the armband, do you want him to start screaming Heil Hitler? Do you want him to start goose stepping? I mean, what more do you want from him? He's wearing the armband, which the dude used to in the concentration yeah, camps, the SS, were famous that, for wearing. But if you can't see that it's just someone fucking with the imagery, like, because they might approve of those ideals, it's not the fucking same thing to me. I think calling them, anyone calling themselves neo Nazis, Nazis, they're not. They're extreme right, but they're not. It's not the same thing. I'm not oh, defending them. Punch them anyway. Nah, it makes they're you cunts. a cunt. Nah, it makes you a cunt. He's got a right to be a cunt. He probably thinks I'm a cunt. He hasn't got a right to punch me. Exactly. No, no I'm sorry. I'm anti, anti-fascism is not a way of life. It's what everyone should be. 
Yeah, but it doesn't mean you have to go and punch someone. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you have to go and punch I'm sorry you got your hands dirty. I'm sorry you have. Everything's done through peaceful protests. You've become a fascist. But the, You're the, becoming the fascist. But the life after is better. Not once no, you become not. a fascist. Oh, do you well, think I want to live under so Antifa's like... fucking, under their fucking vision of, of the way the world should be? Agree with us or we'll fucking batter you. Well, right then. It's better than taking under a camp. Oh, that's so fucking hyperbolic. So well, always so pre- so saying that everyone who doesn't live under Antifa's rules is going to, oh, don't agree yeah, with us or we'll batter you. That's exactly the same thing. Some little prick in a Nazi fucking uniform at some protest gets battered. Good. Good. No. What happens if have you ever just been battered randomly for no reason? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's not very nice. Is no, it? it isn't. But I wasn't wearing a Nazi uniform. I wasn't encouraging it. I wasn't encouraging that reaction. Nah, I, I just. They're looking for a reaction, and that's what they're getting. Exactly, and if you can't see that, that's why I think equating them to people who fucking bust people into their death by the truckload is a bit like that. They're endorsing that. That's what they're saying. This is okay. That's yeah. okay. Because I'm wearing that, this. He's allowed to so think this, No, he's allowed to think. He's, he's allowed to think it. Yeah, he is. But don't expect it to have a fucking reaction. And that reaction is probably going to be violent. But where does it start? All right, then. So if Antifa are allowed to punch Nazis, and I don't like Antifa, I'm allowed to put... Where does it start? Mm. just keeps going round and round and round. Basically, if you're using violence... Violence begets violence, mate. If, you, if you've got to use violence to get your point across, you've lost me instantly. Have you ever looked at the fucking Antifa men? Have you actually looked at them, what they look like as human beings? No, no. They are the fucking, they are the dregs of shit. They're the absolute fucking, fucking, just fucking <laughs> mongoloids. Should we move on? Yeah, we better add. This could go all night. Fuck them. Next up, Josh Bernstein says Dem leaders should be tortured for launching the impeachment inquiry. Okay, this is the Josh Bernstein show and he looks like... You? <laughs> he looks nothing like me. He looks like... He's a white-shaved-headed man. Yeah, he so therefore, like he looks like me. Well, what a fantastic... I was going to say, he looks like the red skull, but white... The white skull... Which I look nothing like. I have classical features. I'm a handsome man. <laughs> Very Teutonic. Yes! Blue eyes, blonde shaved head. So you this maniac has to say? Yes. Please These do. people are the lowest forms of life on earth. They are lower than pond scum. They are the most disgusting, vile pieces of jackrabbit crap you could possibly imagine. I want to keep this PG, folks. I would rip out their fingernails <laughs> and their toenails one by one and then waterboard them in front of their families that's because one. that's what these pieces of crap deserve for what they are trying to do to this president. These scumbags. Exactly. That's exactly. what they are. They're dirtbags. They're what? scumbags. My and I'm they... Not are the worst people on the planet Earth. And I hope every single one of them pays for what they are doing. How they are destroying the fabric of this country. We are turning into the divided states of America because of ass clowns like these Democrats. And as I said, and I'll say again, the Democratic Party, it's no longer, folks, about differences in policies. It used to be Republicans and Democrats, there was a difference in policies. No. 
Now it's about life or death. This is a terrorist organization. The Democratic Party should be designated as a terrorist organization. Now, there you go. Right, so he's advocating waterboarding and torture. So fuck it. Punch you in the face is nothing. He's a cunt. Yeah, well, so are all these other people. No, but it's, that's what my point was. That's why I said to him, oh. All right, all right, the 80 year old woman crossing the street isn't, but I'll punch you in the face. He deserves to be punched in the face. No, he doesn't. He do, of course he does. He's a prick. Yeah, but. Just... All right, yeah, he's got freedom of speech. Yeah, but what he's saying is detrimental to the right. To the, not the right way of thinking, but the, uh, a proper way of thinking. Say this, I don't agree with this organisation, therefore they're terrorists and should be waterboarded. And you want to be punching one in the face? I, I think punching in the face is entirely justified. Great. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to lock him up in a camp. I'm not going to waterboard him. I'm going to torture his family. I'm just going to punch him in the face. Because he's a prick. Yeah, but you're not, though. Well, you're not like that. Maybe so, I am. Who's your name? Well, le next time we go out on the piss, if somebody starts beating the shit out of you, I'm just going to stand back and say, it's what Ben wanted. This is how he thinks discussions should go. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I, that. I don't I'm... think you're winning this one, Ben. No, look, I'm sorry. I do a lot of fucking, when I just say things to try and be funny and all that, but... I genuinely despise Antifa as an They're a fucking terrorist organisation. They're not a terrorist Yes, they fucking well are. They fucking well are, mate. No more than the other they fuckers... They people, don't they? No, yeah, but no, no more than the other fuckers who are doing it the other way. What's the better way? Who are they life? fighting against? Fascism or not fascism? Well, obviously not fascism. Well, there you go. Boom. No, no. Yes. There you go. Of course it is. Say, can't you see the irony of the way you're trying yeah. to bring in non-fascism is through <laughs> violent fucking... Because the only way these people, the only language oh, these people oh, talk oh, is violence. Oh, no, it's not. You're not going to out violence no, as a fucking fascist. Well, and eventually all... Antifa are going to get too big for their boots and the military's going to come in and it's going to be fucking hilarious. Well, that depends who gets in next election, doesn't it? I did think it was a cunt move, but it, I did find it hilarious. It was somewhere in Boston, I think, where there was an Antifa protest about... <laughs> Something like a hundred police bikes. It must have been at least. Well, maybe I'm exaggerating. It was a fuck, fuck ton of police cycles, all just moved up in unison in front of the protest, and all just fired up their sirens at the same time, which just created like, like violent noise. And you can see the protesters like literally like ah oh, fuck like, yeah. and then all the cops are just sat there with their ear protectors in and everything, like hundreds of them, and they just kept moving up bit by bit. You could slowly see people trying so hard to like, fuck you, fuck the police. And they're literally fingers in the cops' faces like, fuck yeah. Police are just ignoring them and like slowly but surely people just start like fucking wandering off in droves because yeah. they're fucking, it's pretty Judge Dredd move, I it's thought. A, it's a great fucking move. It's a great way to end a potentially nasty protest, isn't it? Fuck Nazis. Fuck far-right people, obviously, I don't need to fucking, it doesn't need to be stated. But the fact is, when the other side to me are just as, I don't fucking agree with Antifa at all. At all. I think you want to make an omelette, you've got to make some heads. Eggs. Let's heads. move on, we're going around in circles here. Or heads. Alex heads Jones, next, he's talking about Boy Scouts and being a man. And surprises. Alright, like, I dread to think what the surprises are going to be as a Boy Scout in a camp, but okay. <laughs> Thank you.
He aligns himself with the truth, and it's time for you to choose a side. You're listening to Alex Jones. God gave us love, God gave us the earth, God gave us our emotions, all these wonderful things that evil tries to control and exploit. Remember that. Type in, there it is, shrimp on Prozac and suicide. You cannot make this up. The toll-free number to join us, we'll take a few calls on the gun grab. Why do you think the Democrats are out in the open admitting they want to take the guns? Trying to trigger a civil war, what do you think about that? What do you think they're going to pull next? They're obviously super desperate. 877-789-ALEX, 877-789-2539, 877-789-ALEX. I'll have time to take five, six, seven calls in the next segments. I just, I just want to focus in on that. But it doesn't matter what government you've got, what institution you've got, what system you've got. It's a fight between good and evil. It doesn't matter if it's the Protestant church or the Catholic church. It doesn't matter whether it's the Boy Scouts of America or the high school or a junior high or an elementary or the Girl Scouts. Evil is taking it all over. I mean, I remember three years ago, they had the Boy Scout Jamboree, and they said they handed out 10,000 condoms to children as young as seven years old and said, did it's normal. Ice? Go in the tent and have men have sex with. <laughs> and kids got HIV. They got hepatitis. And, and now HIV the Boy Scouts is going bankrupt. <laughs> Another institution destroyed. They destroy everything. It's a pedophile cult. And once they've abused a child, the child will then be part of the cult in many cases. About half the time because they think that's normal. They think sex with children is what men do. And think how arrested it is. You look at these pedophiles, how sick and weak and gross they are. Because they never learned to go out and get a woman. They never learned to go out and and, and get in a fist fight because the other guy wanted the girl. Normal mammal behavior. All of that's being extincted. And all I can say is, thank God I was alive and young Still, when the police just took a blind eye to us when we were 14, 15, beating the living hell out of each other. And it took, I mean, I got to still live to be a man and activate all my instincts. If they keep you from activating instincts, then it doesn't activate all your other systems. That's why you need those rites of passage. We need to develop systems to get people back in the position for basic hand-to-hand combat because that triggers everything else that comes, including increased IQ. I'm still on the fucking shrimp thing right, for being suicide. Yeah. I'm on the fact that he's playing, I went in there for everyone, and they're playing Du Hast, which is You Hate in German, mm. the song by Rammstein, as he's going on a rant of hate, and he's playing Du Hast. I mean, Rammstein would fucking hate that, don't I? Um, it would be happy. I don't know. Who have you got this week, boys? Let's go through it. Uh, Jim Backer says the left are under massive, I mean, it's a massive demon possession. I suppose you've got to go for... His little crew, but then again, that guy, no, that guy's just a cunt. He's just a right-wing bigot. And I know that's not a fashionable term to say he's a bigot, but... And Alex is just going off on one. I, I think prefer he, bigot I, to Nazi. I think Alex... I know what a bigot is. Yeah, well, I will go for bigot. Yeah, I like um, that. I think Alex is... I think the lady doth protest too much. I think Alex might have been abusing the Boy Scouts. <laughs> and that's who's so little about this. <laughs> I'm very serious. I'll throw down, down 10,000 condoms. Yeah. I'm a section of men in tents getting HIV. Yeah, well, they're all using condoms, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you just get 10,000 of them. I mean, alright, not everyone's using a condom. The problem you is. You just get 10,000 condoms. The problem is, see, like where he flashes up when he's talking, like there was an article there that said, 
was it? Something like the perversion files and the Boy Scouts or something. 7,800 paedophiles. I can't believe it. But see, that might be my point. Yeah. Is that might be a genuine news story. Like, But he then takes that and fucking blows it up, takes that one report, like, it's a fucking cult conspiracy fucking... But then he's doing a disservice to whoever was brave yeah. enough to actually speak up mm-hmm. in the actual mm-hmm. story. And then he just ties it into all the other... And let's not forget the, the boy scout leaders who aren't paedophiles and just want to help the kids out and give them yeah. a, a better life. You Some know? of them might just want a job and might not even give that much of a fuck about kids. I think I think it's actually voluntary in, well, in this country. It? it certainly is. Maybe not in the Boy Scouts of America, I don't mm. know. But in this country, I yeah. think it's kind of voluntary. You right. might get paid a little bit for going away to camps and stuff and doing weekends, but don't you get paid a lot for doing a weeknight? <sighs> no. Well, let's wrap it up because... I desperately need a piss. I'm going for um, Jim Backer and his little crew on this one. Just for the lunacy of it. Yeah, fuck Because the other guy's just a bigot and Alex is just having a rant about his own molestation as a boy scout. Yeah. yeah Alex it. is based on truth. Mm. To a point. I mean, well, not to the level he's saying. No, it's based on it, I say. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Whereas his is just based on lunacy. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's always demonic possession. Because the left Don't is agreed to they must be under demonic possession. Mm. They're evil. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. fairy tales of his kids. Yeah, stuff. it is. People a- fall absolutely. for it. Absolutely. And there, there are there people live yeah. watching Jim Back is cunt of the week. Jim Back is... <laughs> are we just going to rename this cunt It is effectively cunt of the week. It's cunt of the week. It's a double whammy. Yeah. Jim Back and Gaz. Jim Back and... Yes, Jim Back. Unanimous. Not many weeks we unanimous. Jim Backer. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Couldn't the button post the button on Facebook. Oh, Instagram is uh, same as Twitter, which Pocket is Ball. Apocalypse Ball. YouTube Apocalypse Ball. YouTube Apocalypse Ball. Solo Water Music on YouTube. To our side project. Thanks for listening. I've been Ben. I'm going to say don't drink the Flavor Aid and don't join the cult. Uh, I've been Gaz, free Biff Tanner, fuck Greta Thunberg, bye! I've been Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, with the force be with you. Oh, damn. <laughs>